There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings more joy in the morning than a 99 cents any size iced coffee. Pair it with a glazed full apart donut for a truly great morning. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Only available until 11 a.m. Oh, what up? <laughs> Psychonostic 777. What up, Psychonaut? Coming at you with another intrepid trip report. Uh, this dude, Psychonaut6999 on YouTube, talking about the DMTL. Like, you know what's up, dude. Whatever, bro. Obviously, this guy hasn't broken through, man. His fucking ego's so big. Like, I can fucking see it, dude. His fucking ego's just way bigger than mine still. But anyways, dude, I'm not trying to hate. I ain't trying to show shade on no homies. I'm just kicking it here in the apartment in Sanitas. Just fucking got back from Filiberto's, dude. Got a sick-ass carne burrito. Lola at the front desk was like, yo, dude, your fucking eyes are so red, bro. <laughs> I was like, whatever, just give me the carne. So, like, oh, man. So, this fucking DMT trip, I just gotta tell you guys about it. Um, I don't even know... I don't even know where to start, dude. Like, I'm still... I'm still reintegrating into, like, my reality or whatever. Um... Like, my dad called me earlier. Uh, I couldn't even answer the phone, dude. It's just like, fuck, man. Like, what the fuck do you want, dude? Yeah, I got your fucking bank transfer, bro. I paid my rent this month. I'll see you again next month, dickwad. So, sorry, but, like, fuck, man. It's always calling when I'm stoned. Um, I, I got this fat hit of DMT for free for my bro um my boy Roscoe uh he fucking lives over in Felton um but he's like a legit shaman like this dude's legit like he he's from Austin like lived there for like several years yeah so anyways dude i'm fucking kicking in the apartment and like the chargers game just got over like pretty fucking ripped blazed up a fat bowl og kush and i was just chilling man my boy roscoe showed up uh roscoe's legit dude roscoe's got like fucking full-on connects all over dude his buddy is a legit shaman like like truly legit Traces his lineage, full-on apostolic lineage, tracing back to Terrence McKenna. Um, his girlfriend, Chastity, she's fucking banging, dude. Hot-ass stripper. Loves coke. Uh, she's fucking hot, dude. She used to be in an open relationship with Aubrey Marcus and his cat. And, dude, she's got fucking crazy stories, dude. We were just sitting around blazing some dabs and shit. Uh, but she was telling me that in, like, 2014 at Burning Man, she totally banged Elon Musk in the fucking orgy tent, dude. 
Uh, she doesn't, she's not like a hundred percent sure because she was candy flipping, uh, but she's, she's like kind of sure that she, she banged him, dude. Um, so anyways, like she, she's not with Aubrey anymore. Uh, so I don't know, but like a couple times she did meet Joe Rogan. She actually met Joe Rogan. So like, yeah, uh, whatever, dude, I'll probably... Maybe I can get on the show or whatever. If you guys like, like and subscribe, maybe like Joe will see or whatever. Like, not trying to, uh, you know, whatever, dude. But, anyways, this is my trip report. Trip report time. <laughs> what up, Psycho Nuts? Dude. Craziest fucking DNT trip, dude. Craziest fucking DNT trip I've ever had, man. So like me and Roscoe just kicked it or whatever for a little bit, fucking smoked a couple of parliaments. I had like half a Newport from that morning, smoked that up, a um, little bit of a buzz. And he's like, dude, time to blast off, man. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready, dude. He's like, yeah, I know you've been listening to that Terrence McKenna, dude. You're good. And I remembered, like, the night before, I listened to, like, four hours straight of His Holiness Terrence McKenna. Um, so, I was fucking set, dude. Uh, loaded up the bong. <sighs> threw a little pinch of the fairy dust on it. And I took a rip. Huge fucking bong rip, dude. Huge fucking bong rip, dude. <laughs> Huge fucking bong rip, dude. The fucking hell did it in? I'm trying to hold it in for so long. I let it out. Oh, and I felt my fucking lungs, they like shattered, dude. Like a million little alien pinprick dewdrops from the ether penetrating my every orifice and every single cell in my body. And I disintegrated, dude. I fucking disintegrated. It was like I could see my ego just disappearing, man. Disappearing. Uh, uh, and we're we're listening to fucking we're listening to fucking Angel of Death by Slayer. Um, and that's like a pretty sick song to trip to, dude. Angel of Death, uh, it's pretty fucking dope. Um, so I'm like hearing the lyrics of this song, Angel of Death. Um, and, but it's not like the normal Slayer song. It's like the sound was broken up into like a million different teeny tiny Keebler elf voices that were literally manifesting my reality. Like, I know it sounds weird, but it was like I instantly transported into another dimension. And out of this dimension, I could like see physical matter coming into existence being played into existence by slayer and a bunch of fucking machine elves dude and the little machine elves they were like offering me these keebler treats they're like dude take one of these little crackers dude you know those little keebler elf things with like the chocolate fudge in the middle or whatever i'm like fuck off dude I don't like the dry part. I just want the inside. So like they let me like take like a few of them and I just scraped off all the icing, shoved it in my mouth, dude. But like none of this was even happening like in the physical reality. I asked my bro, I asked Roscoe later and he didn't even see any, there were like no Keebler treats even like anywhere. There were no elf cookies in my house, dude. But I fully experienced and ate the inside frosting of those elf cookies, man. So I could just feel myself being like wrapped up into a cocoon 
womb. Like the universe was like putting me in a womb. And my boy said I was sitting there. I actually got video of it. We were fucking Snapchatting the whole thing. Uh, it's on my Snapchat. Make sure to follow me on Snapchat, by the way. Um, we fucking live streamed the whole trip. Uh, and I was in the fetal position, um, just humming the whole time like outwardly but inwardly there was something totally different going on dude the roscoe loads up the bong puts a little pinch of the white fairy dust dmt on my bowl i fucking blazing in one rip dude one rip it felt like my fucking lungs turned to glass and shattered i'm gonna take a huge hit dude <laughs> I felt like my fucking body turned into a million different tiny vibrating L's, dude. Like traveling down this tube. And I was being like rolled up into a giant blunt. Bill backwards blunt, dude. Like fucking raspberry flavored. Um, and it was like this giant entity deity with a million jewel encrusted wings just about to smoke me up, dude. And there's like this giant Thai Buddha, and he's got two on it kettlebells, one in each hand. Kind of overwhelming, because it was like this giant entity, and I could see it, but I like I couldn't see it at the same time. And it's holding these two on it kettlebells, and the one is Oprah's face, and the other is Elon Musk's face, but Elon Musk's face is upside down, and one of the eyes is red, and Oprah's face looks exactly like Oprah's face normally does. It's fucking horrific, dude. And in his lap's like this giant fleshlight, and it's like jackhammering him the whole time, dude. This giant fleshlight, just like Joe Rogan sells, and he's not even touching it. It was like this fucking giant hermaphroditic Zordon, and I'm like the fucking white Power Ranger, like being manifested for the first time or something. It was like a weird deja vu feeling. I don't even know how to explain it. Its face kept changing form. Like all these different Pokemon characters and stuff. And it was like Charizard was devolving into Charmander. Fucking Pikachu and stuff. And it was just, the face was just twisting around. It's like incredible presence. And his voice, this one voice, but it was a million little tiny voices. Incredible like transvestite, like transhuman voice. And I realized Dude, that's Terrence McKenna. Guess what he said? He was like, What we call reality is a lower dimensional slice of a higher dimensional phase space. And we slice this higher dimension with the knife of language. I realized at that moment, as Terrence McKenna's voice, Whisper to me out of the ether of a million Keebler elves. They said to me, You're fucking God, dude. And I was just like, What? What? Like, what? It was like, Yeah, you're the most highly evolved being that there ever has been on this planet. And the whole fucking universe depends on you, bro. You're God. It's all God. 
and then it all started vibrating again and I almost felt like I was coming back to my body but then the elves started singing at like a higher pitch and I saw this like mirror in front of me but it also looked like water like I could just step through it dude like in fucking Stargate and I'm like standing there like Kurt Russell in Stargate like about to put my hand through the veil and all of a sudden I see my own reflection and I hear in my own voice Dude, you're God, bro. And I was just like, whoa, what? And I realized in that moment, dude, that that was the same realization that I had already had on every other DMT trip that I've ever had and broke through on. Um, and when I came back, there was like this indescribable feeling that I was like one with everything, dude. Like just one with the universe. Like I am everything. And like, I'm my mom. I'm my dad. I'm Amy Schumer. Like I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm you. I'm Joe Rogan. Dude, we're all Joe Rogan, right? It's like, if I'm God, and Joe Rogan's God. Dude, that means we're all fucking Joe Rogan. It's like if I'm God, and you're God, and Joe Rogan is God, then we're all as fucking sick as Joe Rogan. Huh? Oh, I'm fucking Joe Rogan, dude. I'm Joe Rogan, too. You're Joe Rogan. I'm Joe Rogan. We're all Joe Rogan, dude. Whoa. Just got fucking shivers, man. I just got chills. And that's the trip, dude. After that, after the mirror, I looked at myself in the eyes. And I was like, dude, you're fucking God. You're fucking handsome, God, dude. And I like lean forward to like give myself a fucking fist bump. And when I went to fist bump myself, as soon as I touched the mirror, everything fucking disintegrated. I found myself back in my body. And then I had this like remembering. It's like a memory that this is the same realization I get. So it's like if God can't love God, then what's the point, dude? So yeah, like my last little message to uh, Psychonaut6999 or whatever. Uh, uh, you're kind of a poser, dude. Doesn't seem like you really have ever broken through on DMT. Uh, whatever. Shout out to you. Hope you fucking get your shit together and lose the ego, bro. Because um, I can tell right now that that ego is like... It's pretty big or whatever. When your ego really dissolves, you don't have that vibe like you got, man. It's like different, like I am now, man. Like, like I know that my ego's dissolved. That's way fucking smaller than your fucking big ass ego, dude. And like, you're God too, man. And we all have the wisdom of the universe vibrating on and through and in our bodies, dude. We're like that flashlight that the giant Thai Buddha deity was wanking himself with, man. We're the flashlights of the gods, bro.
Uh, shout out to Joe Rogan for turning me on to DMT. Shout out to His Holiness, Terrence McKenna. Um, may he rest in peace. Fucking shout out to Roscoe for the craziest hit of DMT I ever had in my life. Shout out to the Keebler Elves. Thanks for the cosmic Scooby snacks. <laughs> Are we back? Are we back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up? What's up, everybody? We got we got almost 100 people in here, which is, you know, we used to get a few more. We used to get a few more, but we'll see. YouTube hasn't been so nice to us lately. Perhaps it's better if we do the streams later in the day. What's up, everybody? What's up? Okay, okay is up in the chat. Regulating Conway's glider. Evan, Tio Malo, Tommy Kelly. What's up, Tommy Kelly? Bring that toxic masculinity up there. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. We got a fun stream today. We got a great stream today. Today we're talking all about how to be super, super spiritual. Super spiritual on a vegan lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Lifestyle. But first, we got some super chats. Best way to send them super chats. Let's see. It seems like we'll see how the Streamlabs yeah, notifications work today. I keep getting issues. I'm not using I'm not using OBS Classic today. I'm using the Streamlabs OBS. So we'll see what's up with that. If you guys want to send them super chats, the Streamlabs link is the best way. You guys like the content. You guys like these live streams, and you best support it. Because I love soy. it's working. It's working. There we go. We're getting the notifications. I, I'm a soy boy because I love soy. All right. Thank you for that super chat. We got uh, Jair Bear, Jair Bear, Jair Bear sending Canadian five, five Canadian, Canadian dollars from the land of Canada. Sending me them maple leaves. Uh, it says I'm at work at the moment. I'll have to catch up the stream later. Here's a few more leaf bucks for to support. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. James1054 says $1.99. Says, let the grass lighting begin. <laughs> the grass lighting. There we go. You, you got gaslighting and toxic masculinity. And then that guy you just watched, he was doing some grass lighting. <laughs> he did way too much freaking grass lighting, right? Way too much grass lighting. All right. So. I'm glad to know that the notifications are working from Streamlabs, at least from the YouTube donations. It seems like, let me see. Does this work? All right, Gurtej sends five bucks via the Streamlabs donation. Says, sends five, says, uh, holla at Lil Aids. Lil Aids, what's up? What's up, what's up? Lil Aids, you guys don't know Lil Aids. That's my rapper name. That's my rap name. Uh, I've been called... I've been called the greatest rapper of all time. I've been called the greatest rapper of this age. I've been called the greatest rapper in my home. Um, called myself all those things, but you know, you gotta start somewhere, right? You gotta start somewhere. So thank you for throwing out that five bucks in support of Lil A's rap career. Lil A's rap career is about to blow up. We're gonna have to. We'll be recording an EP soon. Make sure to have a diss track about Young Booma in there. Vladdy Rowe sends Canadian 10 bucks. Let's wait for that. We'll wait for the notification to come through on that one. Thank you, Vladdy Rowe. Let's see if I can read it before the notification hits. Finally catch a stream. YouTube doesn't like to notify me all that much. Thank you for your work. Here are some Trudy bucks. There you go. Guys, 
guys. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy. Guys. There we go. It is working. It's working like a charm. I appreciate that one. Uh, Gertej, James1054, Vladi Rowe. Appreciate them super chats, guys. Let's see here. Why is the alert for non... Let me just change the setting here in the back end to see if this can fix my alerts. Uh, we got a great show today, though, guys. We're going to learn how to be spiritual. Uh, in this world of, in the, in the, uh, the brave new world of the new normal, this new normal coming out of an old normal, which really didn't feel very normal if you ask me, really did, coming into this new new normal, we have so much to learn. We have so much to learn about ourselves about celebrities. We have so much to learn about how to be good global citizens. One of the ways that we can be a good global citizen is by having the socially acceptable, tolerant, progressive, spiritual beliefs. Okay, so today we're gonna, we're gonna look at the, uh, the world of vegan spirituality. Now this is a world that is ripe with... Uh, Ripe with, um, with lulls. This is ripe with lulls being waited to harvest. So we will be, uh, we'll be harvesting some lulls from the world of vegan spirituality. I've got like, I got way too much stuff pulled up here to even start. But I think, you know, best place, the best place to start is going to have to be Vice. Vice Magazine, right? Always the best place. Now, excuse me while I, let me just get my, uh, sorry, I didn't have time to set up. I didn't have time to set up the back end too much today. I hate dead air time, but we got this. Where are we going? There we go. Oops. Where is it at? Okay. Okay, dokie. We've got the greatest Greatest journalists of all time, Vice Magazine, um, Vice Magazine, teaching us how to be good global citizens for like ten years now, right? Like ten years, They're teaching you how to take drugs, teaching you how to uh, how to take drugs and have promiscuous sex with multiple partners, teaching you how to have promiscuous sex then take drugs, teaching you how to take drugs and then take other drugs after you take those drugs. So, I mean, Vice is just, they're at the cutting edge, the bleeding edge of our generation's cultural proclivities, right? Vice just knows. They got their ear to the ground. Vice is, they're out there doing hard-hitting journalism every single day, every single day. And uh, we appreciate the work that you do over at Vice, Vice Magazine, um, Let's, uh, I got another super chat. There we go. Tommy Kelly. What's up, Tommy Kelly? Tommy Kelly. Uh-oh. Tommy Kelly had his dreams in childhood stolen. Tommy, Tommy sends uh, 199 in pounds. Says, I'm God. You are God. We can all be gods, bro. I'm God. You're God. 
Joe Rogan's God, dude. We could all be Terrence McKenna, man. We could all be Terrence McKenna. And so let's let's learn about, we've got this video from Vice, Pride Psychedelics and Refugee Raves in Amsterdam. World without planes. World without planes. And they've got a warning here. Filmed before the pandemic. So warning guys, trigger warning. There are behaviors that you're gonna see in this video. And I haven't even watched this video yet, so, but I know it's good, right? Pride, psychedelics, refugee raves in Amsterdam. This has everything we need, right? Refugees, heroes, right? Pride, heroes, virtue, right? Pride is a virtue in the, in the new spiritual world that we live in, right? They, 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 they make virtue out of vice and they turn what is good into evil. So of course, pride, is looked at as something great. If we all just have pride, we can go to the pride parade and we should all have so much pride. So, 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 so much pride. But filmed before the pandemic, remember this film before the pandemic, you're gonna see things in this that are going to be offensive, right? There, you might see people that are gathering together, together, right? People, multiple people together less than six feet apart. You might see people that are not wearing a face diaper, that are not wearing their oxygen deprivation muzzles. You may see people touching each other even. You might even see them touching each other. Okay, now, I'm, I'm warning you, I'm warning you. Oh, we're back. All right, we're back. So you're, you're probably gonna see people touching each other. You may see people hugging each other. You may see heterosexual people interacting with each other in a way that's completely inappropriate in the post-Kufid era, right? In the post-CV-19 world. Novel coronavirus. It's, not, it's super novel. Um, in the post-novel CV-19, COVID-19 world, um, a lot of these behaviors are no longer acceptable. Maybe we'll stop and, and, and warn you guys when those things do happen. But anyways, let's learn about true spirituality here from Vice. Welcome to the world without planes. Before the pandemic, we made a sustainable guide to traveling Europe and found out it's funner without them anywhere. The main way we can reduce emissions is by flying less. And coronavirus has shown us that a world without planes is possible. Remember guys, the, the, the way we can stop our nasty emissions is to stop doing things that require things, right? Remember these things like uh, hydrocarbon fuels, right? Gasoline, oil, all of these things, they don't belong to us, they belong to Mother Earth, and Mother Earth doesn't belong to us. Remember, Mother Earth does not belong to us. We belong to her. Right? In, the, in the new, in the flu world order, in this flu world order, Mama Earth is dying, right? And it's our fault because we fly. It's our fault because we drive cars. It's our fault because we breathe, we exhale. Through exhaling less, flying less, going less places, and staying in our pods, we can make this a better place. Remember that. Oh, and also, <laughs> sterilizing yourself, 
taking copious amounts of drugs and just consuming mass media as much as you can. That doesn't mean you have to stop going on your jollies. So us legends are going on a journey across Europe using ferries, coaches and trains to get to Naples and tracking our carbon footprint to see if travelling like this will cost the planet less CO2 than just flying there directly. So if it'll cost the planet less CO2, another, another point I gotta make is, look, flying less, driving less, using different transportation styles, there's no problem with this. Wanting to improve the environment around us, right? Wanting to improve our soil, wanting to not pollute. Absolutely nothing wrong with this. What happens with this massive freaking climate cult, this climate cult that is essentially the base worldview of so many normies reality, this climate cult that holds that we are bad, the new original sin is just being born, exhaling, procreating, human beings are a scourge on the earth, the planet would be so much better without us, and CO2, what we exhale, the, the, what we exhale, the breath of life that we exhale is toxic for the planet. This is the basic presupposition of this worldview, this um, essentially genocidal anti-human worldview that gets pushed by these media organizations, these um, international media organizations, these global corporations, the World Economic Forum, the UN. They push this climate cult and it's basically just kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a monist theology. It's a false theology. The whole is that we're all, we're all the same. We're all just matter. We're all just material. Right? They'll say that on the outwardly. Oh, we're all just matter. We're all just material. We're all just animals. But then at the same time, they don't act that way, do they? Oh, we're all just matter. We're all just material. But as human beings, we somehow have free will and the ability to choose what we do with this material which can either degrade our world or improve our world. And a lot of these people believe that through proper action, through just being perfect, ecologically perfect, through essentially like mantra and ritual, that we can create this perfect world, this utopia. We can just rearrange the natural world to be perfect if we just put our minds together, then we can transcend all this, we can all live forever, we can decrease the human population, and then we can live in this you know, great utopia where we all have, you know, f what do they call it, fully automated luxury communism. Wasn't that a Vice article? Fully automated luxury communism. I'm not joking. Let me, uh, let's, I'm pretty sure, no, it was the Atlantic. Even, <laughs> even more, even more daunting than Vice telling you, we need to go, we need to go hard towards communism. We've got the Atlantic, the age of AI, give us fully automated luxury communism. A new book proposes we let robots do all the work. <laughs> so this belief that we're bad, it leads ultimately to this belief that human beings are bad, we're bad for the planet, this ecological devastation that we see, it's all because we're human and humans are bad. If we just stop being, stop existing, stop breathing, stop making things, stop traveling, stop having uh, private property, firearms, penises, uh, the, the femininity, true masculinity, true femininity, families. If we just stop having all these outdated, antiquated things, then we could have a utopia. And if we don't do those things, we're stealing the dreams and childhood of good little Greta. Of good little Greta. Okay, so this idea that carbon is bad, you're basically being classified as a bioweapon. 
And this happened long before this newest phase of the rollout of the technocracy, our breath, our very breath, we were told that we should be taxed on it. Our carbon is bad, CO2 is bad, we're destroying the planet. And now what's happening? With this newest crisis, it's the same thing. Except it's taken it a step further. You're so bad, you're so terrible, if you just breathe on other people, you could hurt those other people and kill them. And the same people who are telling us we needed to populate are saying, oh no, we're gonna save all the people, we're gonna save all the old people by locking you all up in your homes and forcing fully automated luxury communism. Oh, how lovely. Oh, 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 how lovely. Right, I got some super chats here to read. Tommy Kelly, thanks for that one, man. Appreciate that one. Good to see you there, Tommy Kelly. Make sure to check out Tommy Kelly's channel. He's got a channel on the YouTube as well. Here we go. Got another super chat from Zyklon Be Still and No God. It says, any opinion on the term God being an inversion or uh, and referring to Gadriel or the deceiver? Okay, well, you, you're talking about you're talking about Gnosticism, right? I the Thank you, Earthling. He's talking about Gnosticism there. Right? God being a deceiver. God being a deceiver. And then the serpent liberating mankind. Liberating mankind by giving him access to knowledge, to the tree, to the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then through our own knowledge, through Gnosticism, then we can create, we can recreate the garden through our own actions, through our own will. And so this is an inversion. And we believe that Gnosticism is totally false. So you want to learn a little bit more about that? I would say read a good one to read. Shoot, I would say read. Um, well, if you're interested in inquiring into in orthodoxy, check out Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future by Father Seraphim Rose. Now, another one about Orthodox theology that's very good that calls out a lot of the nonsensical parts of the uh, this modern... What do you even call it, right? The, the, the modern heretical nonsense that we see being pushed as theology. Um, there's a book called Genesis, Creation, and Early Man by Father Seraphim Rose. Unfortunately, this one is out of print. <clears throat> we started telling people to get this book, and then <laughs> a few months later, no one can find it. But there's a PDF of this one online, and hopefully they print it again soon. All right, so thanks for the question. Appreciate that. Zyklon, be still, no God. I've seen your name around. Over the last few years, I know you're always throwing support to the channel, and I appreciate that. Gurtej Rana donates five pounds via Super Chat. says, imagine what the creator sees. And this is a quote. He says, I'm not sure where the quote's. Let's see. Imagine what the creator sees. I am happy as a man. The corporate world is limited, but the earth is abundant. Choose your side wisely. Thank you for that Super Chat. I appreciate that. It kind of almost sounds familiar. I don't know if that's a movie quote or what, but I appreciate that Super Chat. Thank you very much. Uh, best way to send support is going to be via the Streamlabs link. There's a Streamlabs link right there. Okay, up in the chat. Thank you for regulating up in there, keeping people on point. Pay attention, bigots. Pay attention. All right, we'll go back to the vice. Back to vice. Let's go. I've only ever left London by airplane if I'm going to mainland Europe, which is kind of a bad sign. We've definitely wrapped up the emissions between us. Yeah. But... We're trying to right our wrongs, Club. We're trying to right our wrongs. So they've, again, we're less than a minute in. They're already expressing their guilt over too many emissions. Too many emissions. We're trying to right our wrongs, Club, casino, restaurant. What more do you want from a holiday? Sunshine. 
Of course. Both depressed. <laughs> Both acting bored and depressed. To begin our journey, we're heading to Amsterdam for Pride Weekend. To get there, a typical flight would take us an hour. The ferry will take us 20 hours, but we'd heard there's entertainment on board and also the whole planet thing, which is kind of the point of the show. I mean, it's not as disgusting as I thought it would be. Do you snore? I snore really loud, especially after a couple of... Are we having some... So do you get seasick? What is... I can't whistle. <laughs> um... All right, we're, we're like, we're almost two minutes in. I'm already bored as hell from this. Hurry up and get to the pride. No. Get to the I, pride I mean, shit. <laughs> you don't know. What an interesting turn that would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, they're ruining us. Oh my god. Okay, well that's nice. You get to see some butts. Used to do. Also just the idea that you just like sit out on the deck and drink a mojito. I mean, yeah, fine, you're in Newcastle, you're not in the Caribbean, but you're still in a boat. Like any physical space in which British people are forced to stay for longer than 10 minutes, the ferry has an onboard bar. <laughs> we this is <laughs> so weird. Two minutes in, right? So they're, they're teaching us how to be more green, how to help the planet. And two minutes, it's just this weird interracial couple, young, childless couple, Right, they're like 30 going on 13. You can't really tell if these are Zoomers or Millennials, right? They're kind of just blending in. Um, and, and they're just talking about how distasteful everything is. <laughs> everything, everything has this nasty taste, <laughs> this nasty aftertaste to life, right? And it, I don't know, it's just, this, it's funny. It's a funny thing that we get programmed with this, uh, like being jaded, you're supposed to be jaded to be cool. Right, you gotta be jaded to be cool. Everything just bores me. Let's go have some drinks. Ah, oh, oh, there's so many people here with children. It just bums me out. All the carbon that those children are going to be emitting into the world. Oh, let's go. Let's go somewhere else. There's too many people here. <laughs> why, why is everything so distasteful to these people? From Newcastle, traveling to Amsterdam Pride. Maybe because they're hanging out with people like this. How much of a reason for traveling by ferry is the fact that it's sustainable? I feel like the ferry is like an extra holiday. There's the shop, there's the buffet, there's the bar, which we love. We do love the bar. You feel a little bit less guilty to be honest, but also like, it's much more fun, I think, even if you do get a bit sick, so well, definitely seems to be so rude right now. Hey, do you I'm... have seasickness tablets? I do indeed. You do? Yes, for how many victims? Just one victim. This will take 15 minutes to kick in. Psych, it was ecstasy. What? I feel better. Did it work? What does say it was better? Sam. 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 Do shots with us. Come to the fucking club. You never get deep yet. Are we back? All right, now you're back. I had to, Streamlabs, the actual program Streamlabs has been really weird. I'm back with OBS. 
and I do have I pay pay on my ass for freaking internet here. <laughs> I got a I got a uh, what's it called fiber optic connection. Pay out of my ass for the internet here, and and this is what I get. This is what I freaking get. It's okay though. We're back. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Oh, don't you worry. We're back. Let's wait for people to jump back in. There we go. We're back up. I actually, I tried to restart the stream, and what happened was, I, I said, like, reconnect a stream in the Streamlabs program, and then it tried to start a new stream. It tried to start a whole new stream, which I have to go... I am a because I love My childhood... Did we just... There we go. Now it's working. Yeah, notifications are working on normal OBS. Well, that's so cool. Vegan phobic, what's up, dude? Vegan phobic, throw them shekels around. Sends a dollar ninety nine through super chat. Appreciate that. Lewis donates six sixty seven via Streamlabs. Lewis says loving the regular streams. It's a real break from the madness. Although we're diving deep, you make it fun, and a lot of us need that. Hey, I I really appreciate that because that's what we try to do here. We go deep, but we have fun. That's what's up. We go deep, but we have fun. That is our simple. That's our simple little motto here. Let me let me fix. I got that background image that I that I so much enjoyed, and I'll make sure that's there. Where is that? There it is. No, not that one. There. We gotta have the. All right, we're good now. We got it all. We got the background image. Ah, <sighs> got these yoga chicas. Doing their sun salutations. Doing their sun salutations with no masks. Remember, guys, there are some things you're going to see on this channel that might really be offensive to you. They might be incredibly offensive, some of the things you see here. One of those things might be people that took pictures before the new normal and they weren't wearing their face muzzles. Don't be offended. These people, I guarantee you, all of these wine moms and uh, vegan yoga teachers... Um, and plant medicine uh, energy workers. They are all, they're all wearing masks now, just not in the picture that you see in the background. Just, I just want to clear that up and just make sure that everybody understands that. Okay, back to the task at hand. Vice, tell us how to live. Yeah, and I've been shot for the No! You did. No! Let's, let's film this oil room. It's been a wild night, surprisingly so. What do you think? I've loved it. A whirlwind of emotions. I like there. a good gamble and a nice shot. Mm -hmm. I do like that. We went from high, quite high, to quite And then low, we did go low when you yeah, lost all our money. It's not sustainable because he lost. <laughs> you know what else isn't sustainable? Oil rigs. Oil rigs are gambling with our future. <laughs> Oh, oil rigs are so bad. <laughs> Here's a group of decadent, pilled out Zoomers and Millennials. How old is this kid? It's hard to tell how old they are. I'm guessing this girl's like 23, 24. This dude might be like 30. The guy on the right with his zebra shirt and his pink eyeliner or eyeshadow or whatever you call that. And those savage, savage, beautifully trimmed eyebrows. He must be like 23 or 24. Um, but this is what we get told. Right? We're, we're supposed to be always looking at the world and just thinking, that, oh, Gaia's dying. Mama Earth is dying. Oh, Mama Earth is dying. Here we are filming a special for Vice with three cameramen on a cruise ship drinking beer all day. 
And we're doing our part because we're counting our carbon emissions. We're not quantifying our carbon. I don't know. This <laughs> It's almost like... It's almost like... Oh. It's almost like Vice and these international media organizations want you to be depressed, confused, disengaged with the real world, and living in this completely fantastical fantasy LARP. Fantasy LARP. Like you are supposed to be always trying to save the planet from yourself. It's almost like these people want you miserable and confused about who you are. What a surprise. Oil rigs. Oil rigs are gambling with our future. <laughs> All right, let's we'll jump forward a little bit. We'll see how they're being sustainable. As soon as we arrive in Amsterdam, we're introduced to an intimidatingly handsome local journalist named Bo Hanna. You'd have to literally intimidatingly handsome. They have the male. Uh, they have the dude say that. <laughs> they don't have the girl say that. They got the dude to say that. No shame or be incredibly stoned to get a taxi in Amsterdam. The city is built for walking and cycling, and there are trams and ferries to go further afield. Unless you like picking chunks of strut waffle vomit from your shoes, don't see in the tourist heavy central during Pride. Opt for your Dan, De Pike, Ode West, or Oost. The warehouse parties happen in North. So head there if you prefer techno and ecstasy to Jaeger bombs and stag do's. Yeah, here's where to go to do ecstasy instead of getting drunk. Amazing. Taking us on a pleasant back ride to Amsterdam Sebas, a big park on the edge of the city where a psychedelic truffle shaman called Chi is waiting for us. According to Bo, Am I getting dope? He realign oh, us oops. with the natural world through a microdosing ceremony and change... Okay, okay, no, no, wait. All right. We're going to back this up. Sorry. I got distracted because I'm getting double notifications now via OBS, and I got to figure that out. Why is it sending? It's like it sent two notifications at the same time. Um, all right. I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to adjust this. As I babble to you guys, we got some more Super Chats. Thank you guys for the support, by the way. We really appreciate it. There's been a lot of support via Super Chats lately. This is how we keep the streams alive. This is how we keep the channel alive. Because we are not having much leverage with YouTube lately as far as the, uh, the algorithm goes. You know how it is. You know how it is. They don't like to, uh, they don't like to help our channel out. They don't like to send you guys notifications either. They don't like to send you notifications. They don't like to send notifications to the people who want notifications, and they've been unsubscribing a lot of people from the channel. Let me just make sure we've got all these set correctly. There we go. I think I figured the problem out. Save. Okay, Streamlabs adjusted. Now let's see if it works better. So yeah, thank you guys for the super chats. I appreciate that. We got a super chat from James1054. Sends five bucks. Via the Streamlabs. Says, just want to say thanks. I live in soybean land, and it's awesome to hear people speak up against all the craziness these days. Uh, where in so where soybean land? I mean, that could be that could be various places, right? There's there's Brazil, huge soybean production in Brazil, Chile and Argentina, lots of GMO soy there. Um, but maybe you're talking about like Iowa. You talk about Iowa. Give us go ahead. Type your name and address. Uh, full name, full address, social security number. Uh, into the chat there. I'm wondering where you're at. Thanks, thanks, James. Ten fifty four. 
Appreciate that. We got uh, Dr. Gregor's Treadmill Tech with the greatest username of the day. Sent an 808. Says, smoked some Joe Rogan toenail and snorted some Terrence McKenna skin flakes. So this party content feels good, dude. Hence the 808. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. All right, guys. Oh, we got, let's see. Gortez Rana. Gortez Rana sends another super chat. And that's in pounds. Them 20 pounds. Says, hello, brother. Do not worry about the buffering. Do you know that if... Do you know there is a legal web... Blah, 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 blah. Let me just start over. Let me just back that up and land that evenly. Hello, brother. Do not worry about the buffering. Do you know there is a legal remedy against wearing masks and taking uh, the V words? <laughs> Search the term mandatory from Black's Law Dictionary and what e-stopel by acquiescence is. What is e-stopel? Did you spell that wrong? Estoppel by acquiescence. All right, so that's Black's Law Dictionary and Estoppel by acquiescence. Now, this is going to depend on which country you're in as well, right? It's going to depend what country you're in. All right, so cool. There we go. Declare, look at that. I, I'm seeing some comments in the chat that are just lighting up my, lighting up my mind. Lighten up my heart, and I appreciate that one. Declara says, our family has benefited massively from Tristan and Jessica's work. Very grateful to you guys. Thanks. And we're grateful for you as well. Like We wouldn't be here if you guys weren't watching. We wouldn't be here. We couldn't be of use to you if you guys didn't support us by hitting the thumb up, sharing it, and supporting the work we do here by either Super Chats or becoming a member at PrimalHealth.com or via, especially via the Streamlabs donation link. So I appreciate... I really appreciate the encouragement. It is, um, it's important. We got, we got to get some encouragement every once in a while. We need some encouragement every once in a while because it's very easy to get discouraged. Um, so yeah, we're not here to, uh, to bitch and complain. We're here to have some laughs. We're here to point out the truth. And we're here to promote good values. We're here to promote the truth. So I appreciate that. And um, yeah, keep eating meat and making families. James1054 sends $1.99, says Arkansas, formerly known as Catfish Land. There you go, Arkansas. Good old Arkansas. Good old Bill Clinton's Arkansas. You close to, How close are you to Mena? Mena, Arkansas. Tyson's also an Arkansas con a company. Uh, Tyson, who was also implicated in trafficking with, right, the, uh, the, the trafficking of illegal drugs, Tyson Foods was accused and implicated in these massive schemes sending all these illegal drugs all over the country that then they lock people up, right? Especially, um, especially minorities. Everybody's out there freaking out about um, equality and whatnot. But these same people that are telling you they're going to make the world equal, guys, they bring the drugs in. If you want to be the big man, they bring the them big in. Daddy. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy. So yeah, that's it. There you go. The Rock Arkansas is Rockefeller territory. That's a Rockefeller's town. Jay Dyer up in the chat, Lil AIDS, calling calling out Lil AIDS, making fun of, uh, like I don't, you just <sighs> come back, internet, internet's back. See, and I'm not. This is the thing, I'm not on some shitty like Wi-Fi. I'm not on some shitty Wi-Fi. This is fiber optic internet, okay. And what's funny is other people, neighbors, don't seem to have the same issues that I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. Let me, I can actually message my internet provider and tell him I don't have any issues. 
All right. Hopefully we stop buffering there, but it is what it is. All right, guys. Make sure to hit the like. Make sure to share. Make sure to share it. Like it. Share it. Like it. Share it. Like it. Share it. Someone asks, is Wi-Fi dangerous? Um, absolutely. Radio frequencies have very, very profound effects. Have profound effects on cellular respiration, on inflammation, on oxidative stress in the body. Radio frequencies can be very, very damaging. Super damaging. Super damaging. All right, so my stupid internet is getting better now. It's getting better now. I don't know if, like, maybe there's something wrong with one of the devices or the little hub that I plug my stuff into. But every once in a while, you get that buffering. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. The neighbors aren't getting it. So I don't know. We'll try to figure it out. Okay, back to the task. Back to vice. Here we go. We need to learn more. We need to learn more. We're trying to be good global citizens. We understand the principles of how to be a good global citizen. Right? Those principles being, uh, number one, if you're a dude, lip gloss. Okay. <laughs> Boomer fluid. What's up, Boomer fluid? Is in the chat. Boomer fluid. Up in the chat. <laughs> okay, back to Vice. Odvast or Oast? The warehouse parties happen in North. So head there if you prefer techno and ecstasy to Jaeger bombs and stag dudes. Techno and ecstasy versus Jaeger bombs and stag dudes. I don't even want to know what stag dudes are. But these are your options, guys. Take drugs and listen to shitty dehumanizing music. Or drink a bunch of liquor and listen to shitty dehumanizing music. Either way, you're going to be dry humping some really, really gross hippie bodies if you're hanging out with these people in, uh, in Amsterdam. Either way, it's going to be gross. He's taking us on a pleasant back ride to Amsterdam Sebas, a big park on the edge of the city where a psychedelic truffle shaman called Chi is waiting for us. According to Bell, he would realign us with the natural world through a microdosing ceremony and change our lives forever. It sounds like brainwashing, but <laughs> the best. So we decided to go along with it. It sounds like brainwashing, but this guy is super hot and we really like his fade on his beard. So we're going to do it. World through a microdosing ceremony and change our lives. <laughs> What did they call this guy? What did they call it? What's his name? Chi? According to Bell, he would realign us with the natural world through a microdosing ceremony and change our lives forever. Okay, well, we'll it find out. Like brainwashing. Microdosing ceremony. If you guys don't know, this hard hitting journalism here, uh, they're referring to when they talk about microdosing, taking small amounts of drugs all the time. Because that's another way that you can realign with the natural world. And align your chakras, your chakras, and become enlightened. So we decided to go along with it. Hello. Oh, hey. You guys ever hang out with people like this where they always got to give you a freaking hug every time you see them? Look, I, I enjoy a good hug. I like a good hug every once in a while. But these people who are just... The people who, when they give you a hug, they, they like, they, they do the breathe, the breath thing. Right? They, they have, I haven't seen you in literally like a week. And they just give you this hug and they're like, they do that. 
<sighs> yeah. Don't you just love that? Don't you just love fake hugs? Oh, hey. <laughs> Chi. His name is Chi. Oh, Chi. Nice to meet you. Hey, I'm Chi. I'm about to give you some drugs and blow your mind. Okay, cool. Let's Do you think of everyone? All right, we've got, here, what do we have? We've got crystals, right? We've got some crystals. We've got a Buddha statue with a crystal penis in front of it. We've got... <laughs> This is looking so spiritual. Take notes, guys. Talk Look at that. Look at that. With the little, the mesa. The shamans, they have their mesas with their power objects on it. And this shaman has a beautiful array of quartz crystals, some, some tumbled rose quartz stones that he got from his local New Age bookstore. He's got, he's got a, a Buddha statue, of course, Buddha. Buddhism, Eastern mysticism, right? This is cool. And uh, it looks like that, like one of those ringing devices, like the ringing bowl. You, you bring the thing around the rim of the bowl and it goes ring, ring, ring. These are the tools that you need to align yourself with the natural world, right? Some rocks, maybe a candle, a Buddha statue, and a bunch of hippies. Everyone took truffles or psychedelics that they'd be more considerate about the planet. The truffles and the mushrooms can really open up our senses to where we can feel the pain of others. And then we that start- That music that you hear, that's the music. <laughs> this music is- To where we can feel listen. the pain of others. And then we start- Feel the pain of others. The music you hear, that's actually cheese. The shaman's name is Chi. That's actually the sound that it, he just emanates from him. The camera, it's amazing that the camera is able to capture that. Right? You just have Peruvian pan flute constantly playing. And it like, it's not like it's coming from his voice. It just it comes off of him because he's so enlightened because he's microdosed the perfect amount. He figured out the perfect dosage, bro our senses to where we can feel the pain of others. And then we start caring. Wow, like if everything's in pain, then I'm in pain too. It's difficult for me to be happy if the species and the plants and the animals around me are unhappy. These are the real masters and healers and we treat them with a lot of respect. <laughs> These are the real masters and healers. We treat them with a lot of respect. Here, here, I'm gonna hand them out to some complete strangers on camera. Respect. <laughs> mm. Guys, here, I'm taking my my dose of of the medicine right now. This is some cheese that we made here that is infused with. Um, actually, we had a vial of not LSD. We had a vial of sweat, drops of sweat that were collected from Terrence McKenna at Burning Man in 1998. Um, so about 10 years before he passed, um, the sweat was collected in this vial. And we used those, uh, those, those sweat drops from Terrence McKenna. We've distilled them down and we found these crystalline forms in the sweat these small <clears throat> small DMT psilocybin crystalline forms that you can actually ingest 
Uh, there's very little of it. It's very. It's worth a whole lot of uh, of money, and that's uh, that's that's what we put inside of this this cheese. We've got little Terrence McKenna sweat crystals, and it, it just opens up your third eye a little bit. Uh, when I say third eye, I, I put my hand up here, but it's really <laughs> the third eye. Well, you'll learn. <laughs> Vice will tell you where the third eye really is later. I'm sure. Respect. Notice how you feel and embrace your feelings and your emotions. <laughs> embrace your feelings. Okay, I feel like you're a fucking weirdo. I feel like all of you are daft and corny as hell. I feel like your ignorance, your weaponized ignorance, is one of the main overarching problems in the world and one of the reasons why I'm quite concerned about the world that my children are going to have to grow up in. I'm also slightly frustrated and annoyed with you guys because of the way you speak and because of how fake you are. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I feel right now and, I, and I'm embracing it. So I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm ruining your buzz, guys, but that's how I feel. Chi. We are entering the intelligence of the mushroom kingdom, the fungi kingdom, and the truffle world. <laughs> the truffle world. We're all going to the truffle world. Join us as we journey into the truffle world. Breathe, relax. Surrender um, just for medicine. Who no, wants to no, see no, 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 no. Huh? What? <gasps> How did you, oh, you do that? Honestly, I am the best person I've ever met. I don't say that lightly. <laughs> I think we should take off our socks because then we connect to the earth with our feet, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we know, dude. We know you want everyone to take off their socks. We know, and we know what you want after that, too. Um, okay, this is... <laughs> so there... This is how we do it, guys, right? You take the drugs, and then you stare at minute details around you. <laughs> you need navel gaze. Right? Step one, get high. Step two, navel gaze. Step three, heal planet. Do you understand? How did you do that? Honestly, I am the best person I've ever met. So hum so humbling. This is just a humbling experience. And I, I realize in this humbling experience that I'm the most amazing person that I know. I realize that I'm really the most spiritual. And that everyone else around me is just kind of holding me back. And if I could just help them all to climb up the ladder of evolution and be more like me and take the medicine, then the world would be better. Don't say that lightly. <laughs> I think we should take off our socks because then we connect to the earth with our feet, right? It's all small. Let's have more. Never, never underestimate. I feel like everything is like much more beautiful. Like when we were closing our eyes, every noise felt like it was an arranged noise. Like the bird was making a noise, then the child was laughing, and the bird was making a noise again. It was kind of like... It was almost like... I could, it almost set, seemed like there was like... There was like meaning behind sounds. Oh, it was just so amazing. It was almost like there's like meaning behind things. And it's like I, I heard the sounds and it was like one sound would happen. And then after that, another sound would happen. And it was almost as if the environment and me were somehow connected. 
Oh, I just, it's just so profound. Oh. An orchestral arrangement. The sound of the planes would just ruin it. It was just like, nah. Get out of my orchestra. You see that? Not really. Like, look. Oh, they glisten. Usually we take people out of nature because it can be such a shock to the system to face everything we've been running away from. Like, deep down we know what's good for us, and this is extremely controversial. <laughs> these, they're deep in nature, as, as you see this. I'm like, deep down we know we what's know. good for us. <laughs> what's good for us. There's a road right there. The dude driving a, riding a bike on. Whoa, dude, we just jumped forward in time, man. We just jumped forward in time. All right, so we're back. We've got, um, we've got this dude. He's having a hard time. Look, he's having, he's having a hard time. He's reflecting over there. He's watching the, uh, he's watching the grass. Let's see where this goes. And this is extremely controversial. But what if five percent of the population just stopped believing that the dollar sign had any value? What would that? Whoa, dude! What if? You know, what if like we all realized that like dollars weren't even real, man? What if what if what if half the population stops going to war? Huh? What if what if we all just dosed up on some micro dose mushrooms for like a few weeks and just like mega dosed every like three or four weeks? What if we all did that? The whole world did that. And then we all like decided that we shouldn't have war and we like shouldn't fight each other, dude. And we should like be all nice to each other and stuff. What if we did that, bro? What if they started turning to crystals? What, what if we all started humming with crystals in our hand and the whole world had crystals? And all of us meditated with our crystals. Whoa. You know, actually things that have value, like, you know, mushrooms. I'll count to three and then say the first word that we think it was. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three. Emotional. <laughs> the guy on the left tried really hard not to say the N word. <laughs> Why do they do this thing? Let's say the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> say the first word that comes to mind. What do Two, they say? Three. Tiring. <laughs> Did she say tiring? <laughs> tiring. We said the same. Emotional and tiring. Yeah, yeah, it was very emotional. I think it's having to assess yourself, which we don't do a lot. And within that self-assessment, <laughs> you have to come to terms with the fact that actually you are like a gas-guzzling, meat-consuming. Mm -hmm plane flying asshole basically who's destroying the environment <laughs> <laughs> whoa bro deep 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 spirituality so it's like oh like we out of this trip we all realized it's like we could all just maybe have like a threesome or something and like hey maybe i maybe i'm like i don't know like maybe i'm bi uh, but definitely we're all terrible with like nasty little meat consuming little idiot terrible beings and a scourge on the planet. <laughs> Always the same message, right? Isn't that funny? And even McKenna was getting the same message. 
Terrence McKenna would get the same message. The mushroom told me that if we could decrease the human population by 50% in each subsequent generation, within 20 years, we could have a global utopia and we could all consume the mushroom and all go to Burning Man. And we can all be on Joe Rogan experience because the population would be so small and we can all be wired in via Neuralink. And I'm going to Neuralink my PP so that when I I'm on the mushroom, and I get the feeling that I want to have an orgy in the fifth dimension virtual reality. I can just plug my penis into my Neuralink device, and it will feel like I am having intercourse with the self-transforming machine elves at the end of all history, with the transcendental object at the end of all time. Whoa! Whoa! We need Terrence McKenna. We need some Terrence. Here we go. Agatized and glittering seem to pour by me like living superfluids inhabiting dream regions of terrible pressure and... <laughs> There's something about this clip that just makes me laugh so hard every time. I don't know what it is. Here's, here's the, um, the king of psychedelic spirituality, Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna died childless stopped taking psychedelics before the 1990s when he was touring around telling everybody at these raves to take what he called heroic doses of mushrooms. When he's telling people to take five grams in silent darkness, he wasn't even tripping on mushrooms because he had fractured his psyche to such a degree he was afraid to take mushrooms anymore. He was telling everyone else to take drugs, but he wasn't taking the drugs. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Just like Manson used to do. Just like all these, cult, these guru cult leaders do. They get their group together, they get their group, they start dosing up everybody on acid, start dosing everybody up on drugs and acid, and telling them that, oh, I'm taking it with you, and then just taking little teeny teeny tiny bits, they're not taking any at all themselves, and then manipulating the consciousness of those around them. Now, I'm not saying that um, McKenna is as outwardly devious as Manson was in those ways, but it's funny, all these, there you go, okay, call it, it says con man, exactly, all these con men, who were pushing the psychedelic movement, most of them stopped tripping. They saw the negative consequences that this had on many people, but they also saw this as a tool that could be used for social engineering. This is what happens when you start to get super deep into this stuff, you start wanting to, to give it to everybody. You for humanity, it seemed that out of the long night of cosmic time, the novelty of novelties, the moment of contact between minds on utterly different planes was beginning. We were among the first to achieve contact with this other species. It was the real thing. We had come to the equatorial <laughs> jungle to explore the dimensions glimpsed in tryptamine ecstasy. And there, in the darkness of the heart of the Amazon, we had been found and touched by this bizarre and ancient life form that was now awakening to the global potential of a symbiotic relationship with technical humanity. All night... Technical humanity. Long, strange vistas and insights poured through me. I saw gigantic machineries and worlds of vegetable and mechanical forms on scales inconceivably vast. Time 
agonized and glittering seemed to pour by me like living superfluids in half. <laughs> Time, agatized and glittering, poured by me like electrified boomer fluids flowing from the cosmic yoni of the feminist movement. I felt the feminist movement wash over me and infect my worldview. We must stop the patriarchy, the mushroom whispered into my ear. Terence McKenna, you are a god. Please, tell the children to cut off their pee-pees and stop breeding so that we can all be god, Terence. In dream regions of terrible pressure and super cold, and I saw the plan, the mighty plan, at mighty last. plan. It was an ecstasy, an ecstasis that lasted hours and placed the seal of completion on all of my previous life. At the end, I felt reborn. <laughs> I felt reborn. I was reborn as just as gay as a dork as I was before. Except now I believe that I was the savior of all humanity. And within that self-assessment, you have to come to terms with the fact that actually you are like a gas-guzzling, meat-consuming, plane-flying asshole, basically, who's destroying the environment. And that made me feel very guilty. Choosing a setting like this to microdose makes you realize how important spaces like this are. I'm ready to start a cult around cheap <laughs> microdosing. <laughs> Let's start a cult. Let's do it. <laughs> it's cult time. We, did, we microdose one time. Let's start a cult. Returning to reality with open eyes, conscious hearts, and throbbing chakras. Throbbing chakras. My chakras are throbbing. Returning to consciousness with an open heart, with a third eye that has been expanded and dilated by the eleventh finger of the gods. We need some guilt-free food to fuel us for the prize celebrations ahead. All right, here we go. Guilt-free food. Who's gonna guess what the guilt-free food is? Just hearts and throbbing chakras. We now need some guilt-free food to fuel us for the prize celebrations ahead. We heard about a sustainable restaurant called Yerba, where everything is totally vegan, but they also offer an ethical meat addition for people who can't stomach the thought of not extinguishing a soul every time they feed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> We found this super spiritual place called Yerba, and they make all vegan food. But then they also serve meat. If you are selfish prick and want to continue being a gas guzzling, toxic masculinity wielding, because I love. If you want to be the big man, the big daddy. If you want to be the big man, okay, okay, we got it. We got some super chats here. All right, guys, thanks for the support, y'all. Keep supporting. Uh, the best way to send Super Chats is from Streamlabs. Streamlabs link is best. There's a Streamlabs link in the description. There's one right there. James1054 sends $1.99 says, They must be grasslit. You're being grasslighted. You're being grasslighted. You're grasslit into toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Declan Hardy donates five pounds. Says would love to would love to donate more, but I'm obviously not the big daddy. Big love to you and your family. Declan Hardy, you know what? For them five pounds, we can give you the honorary title of the big man, the big daddy. 
Gertej donates five bucks, says, uh, essentially the public world is run on the laws of commerce, which contracts everything. When government notices persons of vaccines and you assent, it is considered consent. So when they enforce, you conditionally accept, which will cause estoppel. Okay, I'm, I've never heard of this term, estoppel. Estoppel. Uh, that's interesting. So the public world is run by the laws of commerce, which contra which contracts everything. When government notices persons of... All right. Notices, persons? What do you mean notices? Anyways, thank you for that. Something for people to look into. I appreciate that. Appreciate them super chats, everybody. You guys want these streams to continue. Then support the dang streams. Hit the thumb up. Hit that thumb up. And support us through them super chats and through the stream labs. We appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Really bad at eating vegetarian meals. We don't know what to eat, and we're shamefully carnivores. I have meat go like yeah. quite aggressively sometimes. How many people come here and order the meat suggestion? Five percent. Okay. Oh, that's very small. Yeah. It's very small. So, what are you cooking today? I'm making you a cannelloni, yeah. and inside there's a, a paste of leek and archicot. <laughs> Here's a piece of celery and some potatoes. Some potatoes that are boiled and cut into quarters. This is your vegan meal. So notice the, the vibe is we feel guilty about not being vegetarian and vegan. We feel guilty about breathing. We feel guilty, excuse me. We feel guilty about traveling. We feel guilty about eating. We feel guilty about drinking. We feel guilty about eating meat. We feel guilty about getting on planes. We're just supposed to be feel, feeling guilty about just about everything. Everything. Shook herbs and spices. Nice. And then I fry them off. Oh, nice. And there's the artichokes with it. It's the whole leek that I use from the from the bottom to the top. Ooh. You want to touch? I, I'm tempted. <laughs> I'm guessing I shouldn't touch it because of the way that you're saying that. It is the stinging nettle. So <sighs> nettle tea. You go with the dish. The nettles grow naturally around the whole leek field. Right. If we can use as much as we can for one product, we don't have any waste. Leeks, I've, he's got kale, like broccoli, leeks. That's it. That's it. That's it. He's, just, he's eating nothing but vegetables. This is vegan cheese. Oh. This is no, it's not. There's no such thing as vegan cheese. All right. I think we're done with this one. I didn't expect to spend so much time on Vice. Let's move on. Move on to Life Expert, Pimp Daddy. And, I mean, just overall inspiration on what do you even call vegan gains richard burgess uh philosopher king that was a, a, a title that i think he's used to being called philosopher king um ethicist vegan ethicist uh vegan gains let's hear what he has to say about being spiritual and, and always being vegan i haven't seen this one yet so i know he does talk about his spiritual beliefs in it because i was told by somebody shout out to Vegan phobic. I haven't watched this yet, but let's see. Let's see what the uh, what Pimp Daddy Vegan Gains with them OnlyFans dollars has to say. All right, on rollerblades, right? Bonus points. Bonus points for being on rollerblades. You know what we're gonna hear is legit when the dude's on rollerblades. Let's see what's up.
Okay. You're not going to talk? Not necessarily. They did anything wrong while they were vegan. But it's just selfishness. And I wanted to talk about that. I suspect that these people, you know, who claim to have gone vegan for ethical reasons, you know, like Maddie, she actually attended uh, pig save vigils. She talked about how eating animal products is morally wrong. She's been involved in activism. And then she started eating fish and eggs, you know, for health reasons, uh, because she claimed she had uh, really bad menstrual pains. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's a selfish reason to do it. Um, I don't know why these people think that their suffering matters more than an animal's suffering. And I suspect that all of these people were brought up a certain way. Um, there was a guy in my Discord a while back. <laughs> brought up a, all these people were brought up in a certain way. So let's, I can't wait to hear Vegan Gain's parenting advice. So if you don't want to be a vegan, if your, your health is failing on a vegan diet, like all these people who were having, they used to, oh, she had kind of a um, bad period or something. All these people, these women who lost their fertility, these children who lost their teeth, these humans who were suffering from a vegan diet, he says, oh, they're just selfish. They're just, you know, they're just selfish. Hi, everyone. Um, I just want to talk about, uh, I just want to go ahead and project uh, um, uh, some of my like, bullshit thoughts on other people for a minute. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say that all these other people are selfish. This, this is Vegan Gaines. This guy, him and his girlfriend, his wife, who he now whores out on uh, OnlyFans, right? He's turned his wife into a legit hoe. He's hoeing his wife's holes on, on OnlyFans. Slinging pictures of her booty hole. But he just cares about suffering. He just cares about suffering. Him and his wife, who now, uh, who they are selling that ass on, uh, on OnlyFans, him and his wife said in a video in the past that having children is terrible and that you shouldn't bring children into this world and that bringing another life into this world is one of the worst things that you could do and it's incredibly bad for the planet. It's so bad for the people. And he said... It's because also children are too expensive. <laughs> I don't forget what video it was in, but we had some clips of vegan gains in a video. It must have been two years, three years ago. And, and that's what they're talking about. Oh, it's, just, it's so expensive to have a children. I could, I'd rather spend that money on myself. I want to be able to play video games and ride motorcycles, he said. But here he is ta talking about other people are selfish. Other people are selfish. <laughs> Good job, Richard. Let's, let's hear about uh, how we should raise our children from vegan gains. Who talked about how he went vegan and uh, wasn't related to, you know, the conversation that he went vegan, but he was talking about his childhood at one point. And he said he had an amazing childhood. His parents always loved him, supported him, never yelled. And, uh, you know, Roy's just really nice and loving. And a few months later, that guy became an ex-vegan. And his reasoning for it was because uh, he couldn't build muscle as a vegan. He couldn't look the way he wanted. And I suspect John Venus, Maddie Lindburner, all of these people 
to have quit veganism. I suspect that they had really nice childhoods as well, where <laughs> no matter what, their parents loved, cared for them, never harsh or mean to them. So this is the problem. The problem is people have loving parents and because they have these loving parents, they end up leaving veganism. I mean, you guys get this? This is some hardcore spiritual science going on right here. So remember, parents, don't be so nice to your parents. Don't give them unconditional love. Only give them unconditional love on the condition that they'll be vegan for the animals. And I think that might be one of the root problems. When I was a kid, my parents were super super hard on me when i was a kid my parents were super super hard on me um they they wouldn't even let me coom all day long they they, they decreased they said that i couldn't uh they won't pay for my Pornhub description when i'm 17 years old um my parents were really really just terrible to me they wouldn't buy me like new computers all the time and um i didn't even i didn't even have a playstation 2. oh I had really tough hockey parents, and... Oh, my parents came to my hockey games, and they... Oh, they made me go to play hockey. Oh. I would only get love and affection, attention, you know... To be the big man, the big daddy. Super chess. DB sends Canadian 299, says, dude, sounds like he's about to have a stroke. Yeah. He's got that, he's got that soy voice. You know, when you, you, when you want to do a vegan gains voice, you kind of just, first of all, you just have kind of like a drawl and a really whiny tone. And uh, it's really nasally. It's really, really nasally. Zach, let be still, though. God sends five bucks, says, uh, they made me do my homework before I could play Vidya. Oh, you had to do your homework before you could play the Vidya? What was your homework? Pretty soon, to watch YouTube videos, you'll have to take, like, Good global citizen quizzes. I don't know why it's, it sends two notifications now. That's super weird. YouTube's gonna make you, uh, you're gonna have to do questionnaires before you're allowed to watch a YouTube video. <laughs> you have to, uh, they'll, they'll face scan you. And you have, if you're wearing a face diaper, then you can watch the video. That's kind of like the social credits model. Uh, thank you for that super chat, appreciate that. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. DB donated five bucks. Says, I give it a few weeks before these hippies go back to eating meat and driving their gas-guzzling vehicles like the rest of us bigots. That's right. That's right. And, you know, they're probably already there. Dr. G's treadmill technician. There we go. Dr. G's treadmill technician. We watched a Dr. Gregor video last stream, and he wasn't on a treadmill, and I'm starting to get worried. So I hope maybe you're working. Maybe you're just taking a few minutes off. Uh, but maybe, maybe you should get to work, man. Dr. G's treadmill, trans, uh, tra blah, treadmill technician says, totally unrelatable. Uh, you've mentioned, you mean unrelated? <laughs> totally unrelated. You've mentioned an English TV show from the 70s, also with Jay Dyer, about Secret Service, if I, remind, if I remember correctly. You were surprised the show was produced back then. Can't remember the name, though. All right, so there's a show that Jay and I, shout out to Jay Dyer. Check out Jay Dyer on YouTube. Jay's in the chat. Um... If Jay is in the chat, make sure to uh, click on that channel. Go check out his work. Uh, Jay and I, I think we were talking about Utopia, which is not from the 70s. It was from 2014. There's a show from yeah, UK Channel 4 called Utopia. Exactly 90% exactly of those who received it, and it would be random. Uh, tied in with like Mad Scientist, um, MKUltra, 
crazy, crazy show. Well done. Good music. Acting's on point. Thick, heavy British accents. Only downside. If you can't stand thick, heavy, uh, if you can't understand a London accent, then uh, yeah. But yeah, check that one out. I think that's the one we're talking about. Thank you very much for the support. Zyklon, be still, no God. Thank you for the support. DB, thank you for the support. Let's go. The sort of positive energy from them when I completed tasks, when I lived up to, you know, their expectations. And that wasn't necessarily right of them to do that. It wasn't necessarily. And remember, somebody in the chat just reminded me, he tried to film his dying grandfather's death. He tried to film his grandfather's last breaths of life on his deathbed. And his parents were so, well, my, my parents were just really mean to me. They wouldn't even let me film my grandpa's death to put it on YouTube and mock him. So, um, yeah, I just want to really wish I was never born and none of us were born and we're all bad. And if you're not vegan anymore, then your parents were probably nice to you. And my parents were mean to me. And that's why it's good that I'm vegan. But your parents were probably different from my parents, which is why you're not vegan and not good like me. What kind, what kind of weird cope mechanisms is this dude going for, going for? This is pure, just pure delusion here. But I did learn from a young age that, you know, there are expectations that you have to meet and you're not special. You're not, you know, this amazing, special little boy or girl that always needs love and attention no matter what and you'll never disappoint me, and no matter what, I'll always love you no matter what you do. No, I had to work hard, I had to win, I had to beat other people in order to earn that sort of attention. And look, I don't think any of these people who are ex-vegans have that sort of mindset where they think they do have to meet some sort of expectations to be a good person, because their entire fucking lives, they're told by their parents that they're special. I'll always love you no matter what. So, vegan Gaines, who says that there is no objective right and wrong, there is no good. There is no good in his worldview. In the debate that I had with Vegan Gaines, he can't even ground the good in his worldview. He doesn't believe in the metaphysics. He says there is no metaphysics, there is no good, there is no bad. We determine what is morally right and wrong by what? By what? The majority, basically. Majority rules. If you ask these people, a lot of these people, these ethical vegans, how they know what is right or wrong, they have no answer. So it all just comes down to like, these people make me feel angry. These ex-vegans make me feel mad. I'm starving myself over here, pretending like I'm doing just fine on my vegan diet that has me bleeding from my ass, chronically depressed and inflamed. And it reminds me, every time I see these people eating meat, it reminds me how miserable I am, how twisted my worldview is. So I'm mad at them. So they must, it must be because their parents weren't as mean as my parents. My parents were mean and that makes me virtuous. <laughs> Vegan Gaines doesn't even believe in virtue. All of these are just masturbatory, self-refuting, nonsensical ramblings of a lost soul. It's sad, right? And it's like, and I don't, I'm not just here to beat up on Richard. I think he's pathetic very often. I think he behaves in a pathetic way. He behaves like a freaking dork. Acts like a dickhead. Whoring his wife out on OnlyFans. Sh shameless individual. 
all sorts of rage against God. But, but, aren't we all made in the image and likeness of God? Don't we all have the potential to be better? Don't we all have the potential to repent? Don't we all have potential to actually do something good? I think we all know this deep inside. This is why even these atheists like vegan gains who claim, there's no God, there's no right or wrong, there's no morality, none of that exists. They know, they know that they're wrong. They don't even live like that. They can't even live up to their own false ideals about how they claim And I'm back. So it's like we all know that there is right and wrong. We all know. We all know that there is good and bad. Some of us try and fool ourselves into thinking that that's not so. There we go. Let's see if this works. A lot of us try to fool ourselves into thinking that that isn't so. We want to arrogantly say that we make up what's good, bad, right, or wrong. But this moral relativism is a cancer. Now, it's a spiritual virus. And this guy caught that virus and he embraced it, but he can't even live by it. Here he is on his moral high horse, even though he says morality doesn't exist, preaching morality about what? Veganism. <laughs> so, vegan gains spiritual ecstasy of uh, is, is vegan spiritual ecstasy, is ecstatic vegan spirituality is all just about raging, right? It's about raging at people. It's about hating. It's sad. That kind of crap. So it makes it that much easier for them when they quit veganism to be okay with themselves, to be able to look themselves in the mirror Go to bed at night because no matter what they do, they'll always be special, they'll always be loved. So your, your parents really should have just told you, we only love you if you're vegan. <laughs> and I know that I have to meet these sorts of expectations to be a good person, to be not even special, just to be a decent freaking human being. You mean vegan, right? You mean just like you. To believe all the things you believe, right? Veganism, even though you say morality is subjective, your subjective view is what everybody should submit to. What a hypocrite. So, I'd say that's the main reason I'll always be a vegan. I know that. You won't always be vegan, vegan gains, because you're all future ex-vegans. We've gone through this before. You will not always be vegan. You haven't always been vegan, and you will not always be vegan. When, you, when your meat suit expires, are you vegan? Right? What do you, don't you believe that we're all just beasts, that we're all just dust? So what do you mean you'll always be vegan? Are you gonna live forever, vegan gains? Come on. You know, I actually have to make some sort of personal sacrifice. It's not even a really major one. Uh, you know, to be a decent human being. There you go, so that he admits to himself, he's, he's talking to himself. It's fascinating, right? It's like his, this is his self-talk, talk, his self-interrogation therapy. Um, so he admits there, he's, he's making some sacrifice to be righteous and a vegan. Now, what is that? Is that you know bleeding from your ass, burping and farting all the time? Is it being chronically inflamed and depressed? What, what is the sacrifice you're making? Right? And, and in Vegan Gain's worldview, again, remember, 
There is no objective right or wrong. So nothing's better than something else. So he doesn't even believe virtue exists. He doesn't believe right and wrong exists. <laughs> so what's the problem, vegan gays? Major one, uh, you know, to be a decent human being. And on top of that, I had a very trippy out-of-body experience when I was in the hospital one time for an E. coli infection in my knee. I had uh, multiple surgeries on my knee and I ended up getting an E. coli infection in my knee. I was in severe pain. I was on morphine. I had uh, two surgeries back to back. Okay, so he had, are you kidding me? Are we, we're getting into out of body experience. He says you're nothing but your body. He doesn't believe that this exists. He doesn't believe that human beings have a soul, that we have something beyond the physical. He says he doesn't believe this. This is his way of debating all the time. He's trying to smash theists, disprove the existence of God in metaphysics constantly. Yet here he is talking about his out-of-body experience. Total, hypocr total hypocrisy, right? It's let's use this, let's use these arguments pragmatically just to get people pinned down, right? Because the argumentation that these people use, it can work on a lot of normie atheists, right? These normally normie atheists who have uh, this viewpoint of morality as uh, is subjective, it's very easy in their little weird sparring matches to push them into a corner, to push them into a corner and feel guilty and start shaming them, making them feel guilty about all sorts of weird things that they have no reason to feel guilty about. Right? But then these people say, oh, well, guilt shouldn't even exist. We shouldn't have any guilt because there is no morality. Morality is not even real. Well, then they're constantly using guilt and shame to try to make people behave the way they want them to behave. I was in the hospital I'm a soy boy. I got super chat. DB sends Canadian 299. Uh, would you break down the Bible on meat eating? DB, great question. Um, here. Got a... Let's go... Um, This one right here. Let me copy this link. This episode is one to listen to. Let me copy this and I'll put it in the chat right now. DB, thanks for the super chat. Check out this episode with Father Deacon, Dr. Ananias, aka Norwegian Noose. He's got a great channel. And Jay Dyer, also got a great channel. And myself, Orthodox Christianity versus Veganism. Check this one out. That'll help you. All right. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate that. Let me come over here. I think we got some Streamlabs. Streamlabs is the best way to send super chats because they don't take a cut like YouTube does. Tony Triceps donates five euros. Sometimes I believe VG is trolling. He comes to stupid conclusions. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, but, but he's not trolling. This is the thing. It's, just, it's so the way that People are so daft. Like these, we're, we're looking at several, a couple generations, pretty much every generation that's alive today, so inundated with contradictory philosophy, terrible theology, and all sorts of poisonous beliefs in their mind, in their heart, in their spirit. So poisoned with that that they, we don't seem real, right? When people are just regurgitating bullshit, they don't even seem like real people. They don't even seem genuine in their, uh, in their assert, uh, assertions. Or people will say stuff and it's just like, uh, 
Right? It's like, oh, I'm going to make a statement and I'm going to enunciate it like it was a question with upspeak. Right? It's just, we're spiritually castrated in so many ways. Yeah, so I don't think that these people are really trolling. People seem like they're trolling. They seem like they're putting on, they seem like characters, right? They seem like caricatures of human beings, but that's just, that's just how it feels because they kind of are, right? People just repeat and regurgitate all this shit. And you don't feel that, like, that genuineness that you do when you sit down with somebody in real life, when you see these dork influencers making their, you know, pontifications to the camera. It seems daft, it seems fake, because that's what it is. Um, Gertej donated five bucks. Says, right now the media is pushing mandatory vaxes and masks. These are notices from the good global government to bind you into a contract. Maxim, that sums this up, is called Ascentio Mentium. A-S-S-E-N-T-I-O Mentium. Ascentio Mentium. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Gertesh, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. I'm going to have to look more into some of this stuff. If you, uh, you want to email me, if you've got any, any, I don't know, shareable stuff, if you've got an article or something you want to point me to, so I can learn a little bit more about what you're, uh, what you're trying to impart here, please email me, Tristan at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. Tristan at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. Declara just summed up what I was trying to say. This is what you have. This is the result of 60 years of moral relativism. It's not just 60 years, though. That's a lot longer than that. We've got to look at the Enlightenment. All right, look what happened in the Enlightenment. Um, all right, let's go back. Vegan gains. Let's get to this. Out-of-body experience, huh? Sort of personal sacrifice. It's not even a really major one. Uh, you know, to be a decent human being. And on top of that, I had a very trippy out-of-body experience when I was in the hospital one time for an E. coli infection in my knee. I had uh, multiple surgeries on my knee and I ended up getting an E. coli infection in my knee. I was in severe pain. I was on morphine. I had uh, two surgeries back-to-back -back, um, within, I think, 24 hours of each other where I had to be put to sleep. And I was also given extra um, opiates, Oxycontin and uh, Percocet. And I think I overdosed. <laughs> I, think and I, I, had this... I think I overdosed on Oxy and Percocets. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and base my spiritual beliefs on, uh, on this experience. <laughs> what? Sensation that I was dying, could feel my heart slow down, and I felt like death wash over me. And a few seconds after that, I left my body and my consciousness like molded into the universe. Uh, <laughs> Here you go. Every planet, galaxy, molecule, every living thing. He was all the galaxies. He felt all the galaxies. And Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye. <laughs> he felt the cosmic Bill Nye, the cosmic giggle. The cosmic goofy giggle of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hmm. Felt like a part of my fingertips. And I felt a sense of connection to everything that I had never felt before. 
This was before I went vegan, by the way, but I think it's uh, a major reason why I ended up becoming vegan. <laughs> so he be here's another, yet another origin myth from vegan gains. Here's a reason why he became vegan. First, he said he became vegan for health. It was because of the health reasons, right? And uh, then he changed his tune and said, veganism is not about health, it's about the animals. I became vegan because I saw a video of cute little Wilbur the pig getting slaughtered. I felt so bad, so, so sad, made me so sad, so crying, tear come from my eye, and I became vegan. And now, it's, no, I was high as shit on perks and oxys, passed out in a hospital, and I found my calling as a, as a spiritual vegan. How many different origin stories are you gonna give us, vegan gangs? And staying vegan. But in that moment, when I felt so connected to everything. Did you feel connected to the babies that you promote the infanticide of? The unborn? Unborn human babies? Do you, you feel empathy for them? I realized that the harm that you commit against other creatures is the harm that you're going to have to experience yourself. This might not be true. It's just what I experienced and what I felt, but I do think it's meaningful. But yeah, I feel that, you know, when you rape these animals, torture them, keep them in confined spaces, you're going to have to live that out yourself at one point. Okay, well, let's, let's hear another thing that Vegan Gaines had to say. Let me, let me see, I think this is the right clip. Let's open this up with, we'll do VLC. Cool. To watch porn. Right. Okay, I uh, would love to see you and Jasmine on Pornhub one day. Um, so it's vegan to watch porn. That's There's wrong. That's the wrong, wrong one. With it just because the porn actors eat meat, that doesn't mean it's not vegan to watch them. Okay. I so anyways, vegan gains, master Coomer. We get it. You love porn, right? Um, this isn't the clip that I was looking for, but that is very, <laughs> it is very telling. You know, he's talking about all the the pain that you inflict, the rape, the torture. Yet this dude is one of the biggest consumers of pornography, right? This guy is the biggest fan of porno. He lives that Coomer lifestyle, obsessed with porn, addicted to porn, addicted to masturbating. This guy, Vegan Gaines, the master debater, loves pornography. Well, don't you have a problem with the exploitation and abuse of these actors? And pornography? What about the child trafficking that's associated with the pornography industry? What about the human trafficking? That's okay, I guess. Well, that wasn't the clip that I was looking for, but it's just yet another example of just how hypocritical. Mm, why? I don't know. We just haven't had any idea. Uh, Pendu donated $2. He asks, how can someone get thicker skin? Although I can't help it, I usually get offended or upset at very minor situations where I feel someone is being rude or disrespectful to me. How to just not give a shit about it. Um, I think you should try to be rude and disrespectful to other people. Like, um, if you're in a grocery store and somebody blocks the aisle with their cart, rather than just asking them to move, just smash your cart uh, into their cart and just make it like, uh, you know, either tip over or like move. That's what I do. Um, I'm just insanely fucking rude in public. 
There's this old dude who uh, was like going to the grocery store coughing and I like yelled at him, no coughing. And uh, there was this woman who was smoking a cigarette going to the grocery store once and she flicked her cigarette on the ground when there was an ashtray right there. So I picked up her cigarette and then threw it into her purse and I said, here, you dropped this. Uh, try being just really fucking rude to everybody in public. Um, I think you'll get an appreciation for just how fun it is to just fuck like social norms. Like this whole idea of being like respectful and polite to people that you don't even know. I don't know, it just feels very controlling and restrictive. So just, um, yeah, I don't know, just get a taste for it yourself. Try being rude and then I think you'll, um, I think you'll just develop an appreciation for just arguing and, you know, fighting with people and just not taking things so personally. Uh, it just becomes a joke to you. So, uh, yeah, maybe try that. That's worked for me. But That's worked for me. So, again, Vegan Gains, who's talking about, oh, people are so selfish. That's why they don't want to go vegan. <laughs> this is how I want to treat people. This is how I treat people. This is what makes me feel good. Treating people like shit. And then here he is saying, oh, the pain that you inflict. You're going to experience this. Like, what, what does this mean? When are you going to experience this pain? Are you saying there's an afterlife all of a sudden, Vegan Games? Now you believe in an afterlife? Let's finish this one. I got, I got to hear the, the theology of, uh, of Vegan Games. His great vegan spirituality theologizing here. Against other creatures is the harm that you're going to have to experience yourself. This might not be true. It's just what I experienced and what I felt, but I do think it's meaningful. But yeah, I feel that, you know, when you rape these animals, torture them, keep them in confined spaces, you're going to have to live that out yourself at one point and experience that same suffering so if, that, if that's the case. Okay, so this monist, we're all one, bro. This is, I mean, he's saying that you're gonna experience this after death, right? So he now believes in an afterlife. He denies metaphysics, denies non-physical things, but believes some part of him is gonna live forever, I guess? Strange. You're not going to escape the suffering you have by eating these animal products. If anything, you'll only make it worse for yourself. And uh, bottom line, animal products don't cure any of these problems. Well, they do cure these problems, vegan gains. They cure veganism, right? This thing that you're experiencing right now, what you're exuding right now, this end stage veganism rant that you're telling us about right now, your thoughts, all of this, all this is symptoms. These are all symptoms, right? Of the disease of affluence called veganism. The mental, emotional, physical disease of veganism can be cured. Can be cured. Right? Animal foods have tons of things that plant foods do not have. Carnitine, carnosine, vitamin B12, zinc, bioavailable heme iron, iodine, creatine. Choline, taurine, goes on and on and on. You're not going to get these from animal foods. I'm sorry, from plant foods. You get them from animal foods, though. Right? And having super low cholesterol makes you more likely to be involved in dangerous criminal activity. 
right? Low cholesterol is associated with risk-seeking behavior, depression, anxiety, violent crime. So yeah, there, there are benefits to eating animal foods, which is why all these people that you're so annoyed by are getting better when they eat animal foods. And it seems like you know this is true, and this is just a coping mechanism. I'm, I'm kind of sick of seeing you cope with it. It is kind of entertaining. It's sad seeing you suffer through this. Well, yeah, anyways, let's go back. Like bad skin, painful periods, muscle cramps. You're just an idiot. You're just a stupid, selfish idiot who's doing this for no goddamn reason. And uh, I'm not one of those stupid, selfish idiots. So that's sure why I that? will always be vegan. Be selfless. Selfless, intelligent. Selfless and intelligent. Special vegan gains, right? So vegan gains says your, your parents told you you were special. They told you they loved you no matter what. And that's the problem. But then vegan gains is here in his self-talk telling himself, I'm going to be vegan no matter what. I'm special. I'm not selfish. I'm not stupid. Classic. road is really rough. But tell me what you think in the comments section down below. What do you think? What are your reasons for going vegan? Your reasons for staying vegan? What are your reasons for not being vegan? Tell me what you think about this in the comments section, and as always, keep making those vegan and rollerblade gains. Damn. Look at that form. Waiting to see if there's an OnlyFans advert. No, I don't see that. I don't see an OnlyFans. Oh, wait. First link, though. <laughs> Jasmine's OnlyFans. By the way, check out pictures of my wife's bumhole on OnlyFans. That's gross. I'm not going to scroll down. Okay, so vegan gains. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. It seems a little bit, seems a little off to me. Seems a little off. They had this other one pulled up. Is there life after death? Um, let me just skip over here real quick. We'll hear one more of the thoughts from Philosopher King, Vegan Gains, and then we're going to move on to some, uh, some better and actually probably funnier content concerning the vegan spirituality. Lifted out of my body, I saw myself like lifting out of the hospital bed through the ceiling, and then just my body and mind like dispersed into the universe and I became the universe and I just had this feeling of eternity and every like planet and molecule felt like one of my fingertips. And I was like, we're all Joe Rogan, bro. Uh. Um, it was a really incredible experience. Um, so if everything in the universe is just a part of you, Vegan Gains, and most of the universe is not vegan, then what? Uh, then eventually, you know, I didn't die. I'm here right now. Um, and uh, after that, I experimented with mushrooms. And I had very similar experiences where I'd basically lose all sense of myself. I'd become the universe. I'd travel to different dimensions. Um, and I've <laughs> thought about uh, what happens. Here, wait. This is how you properly do it, Vegan Gates. But as what? I knew not. The mushroom is a transdimensional doorway which Sly Ferries have left slightly ajar for anyone to enter into 
who can find the key and who wishes to use this power, the power of vision, <coughs> to explore this peculiar and naturally occurring psychoactive complex. We naturally occurring psychoactive complex. Uh, jump forward. There's just something about Terrence McKenna's voice that makes me laugh every time. I'm sorry, maybe you don't think it's as funny as I think it is. I just think this dude's hilarious. And so forth and so on. But what eventually happens quickly, like 10 minutes later, is uh, there is an entity in the trance, in the vision. There is a mind there waiting that speaks good English and invites you up into its room. <laughs> invites you what? up into its room. There is a consciousness there. That's how you do it, vegan games. You have the nasal part right. You just got to work on, on the, the inflection, the intonation, the vocabulary. You must wax poetic like Terence McKenna, weaving scintillating domes of pleasure out of the crystalline lattice of the language that transforms the elves in between the seams of the matrix. After you die quite a lot. Um, my idea, it's... I do believe in reincarnation in a sense, uh, and this is really based off of my own personal experiences with, you know, near death, having these out-of-body experiences, and uh, it just makes logical sense to me. Um, I think when you die, your matter is just broken down, and it's reincorporated into other organisms, you know? Um, we've all eaten meat before, we've eaten plants, uh, these are all living beings and they, you know, end up becoming a part of us, literally. So, you know, the matter that makes up our consciousness, it's, it's matter that's come from other organisms, so yes, I think... This is animism, right? This is called animism. And this is a metaphysical philosophy that he's describing. But he also claims to deny metaphysics. <laughs> very, very hypocritical. Uh, we'll let him finish his thoughts here and then we'll jump over to some more spiritual vegans. I think uh, really after we die, we just end up becoming incorporated into other sentient beings and we become a part of their consciousness. So that's reincarnation in a sense. It's different from uh, the Buddhist idea where your, your consciousness is literally transferred into a different body. I don't believe in that. I think... Um, you, your consciousness basically becomes a part of other beings. And uh, I've also thought about like where consciousness even begins and ends uh, with that sort of idea that I have. Um, you know, maybe we're all just part of one consciousness. <laughs> maybe we're all one. So if we're all just one consciousness, right? If we're all just one. And the what, 1% of the world that is vegan is supposedly the one that's on the right path. That it, we're, all, we're all just one. We're all one consciousness. But you as a vegan, you must be the higher consciousness. I'm guessing, right? You're the higher consciousness. You're more one than everyone else. We're all one, but you're more one than us, right? If we're all one, then how can you discern what is right and wrong? How is there right and wrong at all if everything is one? If everything's one, if everything's the same, how do you differentiate? Why differentiate between good and bad if everything is just what it is? It just is what it is. Everything is one. There is no right and wrong in that worldview. Just being in these bodies and the way our brain works, it kind of makes us think that we are individuals. And especially if you take mushrooms, 
um, you, you, it's a little easier to understand. You lose all sense of yourself and it's almost like you, you feel what other people are feeling. It's, <laughs> it's almost like you're being spiritually deceived and manipulated and losing, like you said, losing touch with yourself. <laughs> losing, what else are you losing? All right, we got a super chat here. We got a nice super chat from Real Big Nuts. Saying 10 bucks via the Streamlabs. Remember, you guys, the Streamlabs, that's the best way to do it. Streamlabs is the best way to send those super chats. Thank you guys for supporting the stream here. More support you guys give, the more streams you're going to get. Interesting justification process for the thoughts of stupid people. Moron vegan gains says moronic things as other morons think. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Dan's game. <laughs> vegan gains. Pontificating stupidly. Other people thinking, wow, <laughs> I also have those stupid beliefs. And then we are all in our nice, stupid little fake spiritual echo chamber. All right, so there's, there are a lot of videos about spirituality and veganism. There's tons of them. There's a lot of these. Um, let's see, we've got, okay, where do we even start? The drug that changed my life, vegan Cole Hastings. What do you know, another, another drug-induced delusion. Let's, let's start out though with everybody's favorite vegan superhero, Hench Herbivore. Hench Herbivore, the human hernia, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what Hench had to say. This was actually, when I was getting ready for the stream, this popped up here in the, uh, in the recommended. Where'd it go? In the recommended here. And when I opened it up, I know this just tends to happen with vegan videos. When I opened it up, it was at the perfect spot. So let's see if we can, uh, let's see if it stays, because they're not live anymore. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And where in the world are you, Danny? I don't know, have we chatted before on here? I don't recognize the name. Except I... for this. So again, Hench Herbivore, he made a video the other day about his first mushroom experience. You could watch the last stream that we did, the last stream previous to this one. Uh, what was that stream called? What was it even called? I forget what it was called. But um, we talked about his, he talked about his mushroom experience. He has some laughs at that video. Got, got things wrong in the past, though. Very infrequently, but I have got things wrong. Big and bit, the trolls don't evolve in deep enough cabins without like everyone. This is like a Dr. Gregor slur. What the hell are you saying, Hench? What are you saying, man? All right, let's, what is it? Frequently, but I have got things wrong. Vegan bread, the trolls don't evolve in deep enough caverns without like everyone. Ain't that the truth? Uh, Mr. YouTube, hi Paul, I was wondering what not having kids. I was wondering that not having kids is better for the environment, for our financial status, and for the kids. Dude, when you're, all right, Hench. Hench Hernia, when you're doing these live streams, actually enunciate, read the actual question, read the comments, dude. We don't know what you're saying. You just sound like a bumbling fool slurring your words. Goodness. What do you think uh, had been your financial status had you had kids? Yeah, little drains on your resources, aren't they? <laughs> little drains on your resources. Yeah. Your kids are just little drains on your resources, aren't they? Bad. Hmm. Which is uh, part of the reason I'm not interested. <laughs> Zach won't be still in, oh God. Uh, unintelligible slurring. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I, feel, I feel mixed on it, but I think, uh, I don't personally think I can have an opinion on anyone else's desire to have kids or not have kids, because it's their decision. You know, it's like, um, 
it's like it's a natural drive within us is to reproduce you know to keep the just like is it a natural drive to uh to eat me mm-hmm. what would you say to keep us the keep us going you know yeah. <laughs> so we don't all die out I no, no, no. it's uh to have families Right, so you can pass on actually useful knowledge to your children. Right, we're told to be fruitful and multiply. Right, and the family, the family is the nexus through which spirituality is taught to children. Right? That's the, the succession of our lives happens through our children. If you get old and you don't have children, look how much you're slurring, struggling to read a few sentences munching on your kibble, sitting in your coffin apartment right now, right, telling yourself that you're saving the planet. Um, imagine how difficult it's gonna be for you to read and speak coherently if this is how you speak, if this is your level of brain fog right now at you know, what 53 years old or whatever Hench is. Imagine what that's gonna be like when you're 70, 80 years old. 70, 80, 80, 70, 80 90 years old? If you don't have children, who's going to take care of you? You think the state's going to take care of you? There's a lot of us now on the earth, but that doesn't affect that instinctual drive. But, uh, in, that drive within us, that urge, doesn't know. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So we have a drive, but then we have to squash the drive to have children because they're bad. Logically, like our brain. The empty eyes on Hench, too. There's a lot of people on the planet. Do you see what I mean? So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know if we can judge people for wanting to have kids because it's such a natural thing. But even though we do know... Oh, yeah. oh kind of like eating meat? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of us here now and the planet's not doing so great, you know. Mm. Oh, there's so many people and the planet's doing so sad. If we don't have babies, the planet will be so happy. This is sad, man. These people throw their freaking best years away. They throw their best years away in clubs, getting drunk, taking drugs at festivals. And it's being promiscuous. We, our best years get wasted. And that fertility window gets closed up and just get constantly programmed with this stuff about, oh, kids are bad for the planet. Kids are bad for the planet. I know. So that, I know, we, we had to hit upon Hench, Hench Her before there because we talked about his spiritual gains last week. His spiritual gains last week. Now we've got this young man, Cole Hastings. We're, kind of, we're, t we're looking at the male angle here. We've got some ladies. Ladies looking to be spiritual, looking to be vegan, want to learn how to ascend to the next level of ascended masterdom as a vegan. We're going to hit up some female spiritual leaders soon, but first let's listen to this dude, Cole Hastings. Right after we read some super chats, we've got at least one super chat here from DB saying Canadian five. Five Canadienses. Thank you. Tell, uh, tell Papa Trudeau up there. We hope all's going well in, um, in Soviet Canada. Uh, we got uh, DB says, Stench Herbivore's girlfriend is projecting her desire for children. You, my dreams, my childhood. Here you go. Stench Herbivore's girlfriend is projecting her desire for children, but Stench probably had vasectomy, so too late for that. That could be the case. It could just be that neither one of them wants children. It could be that they both know that they're past their prime. Who knows what's going on? But that is that definitely a possibility. If Hench did get a vasectomy, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. It is a rite of passage in the vegan world, especially if uh, Dr. Gregor himself performs 
said vasectomy. So thank you for that super chat. Canyon donated five bucks via Streamlabs. Says, love the streams, keep it up. Maybe one day Richard will see the light. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I think what it takes for some of these people that are so wrapped up in this, these cult gurus, which Richard is kind of like a low-level cult leader. Right now, he's he has too much social anxiety and he's too afraid of real human interaction and of real human connection to actually be a real cult leader, but he's got his online cult personality. His whole persona is based around the feedback that he gets from his audience telling him what an amazing vegan he is. Right, and from the from his childhood, right, like he came onto the vegan scene as a child. Was he like nineteen when he started his vegan channel? Um, how old is Vegan Gains? If he's thirty, that's pathetic, right? If that dude's already thirty, but uh, it's pathetic. But, 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 but. Sometimes what it seems to take with a lot of these people is they kind of have to have their glass house crumble. I hope it's not the case with Vegan Gains. I hope he doesn't have to suffer too much more. But sometimes people have to get pushed to that breaking point where everything falls apart. And as long as he's being reinforced consistently by his audience, he's got this false persona that's being polished. The glass house is always being polished by all his followers, and that makes it hard to leave. It makes it hard for him to see outside of it. So it's kind of difficult to, uh, to gauge. But yeah, hopefully he figures his shit out. Hopefully we all figure his shit out. It's no secret that psychedelics are now making their way to the forefront in terms of helping people with PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The psychedelic, there's no doubt that these drugs are going to help people with PTSD. This is, this, I got to say, this is such a scam. And I know there are some people who you know, have gotten certain benefits from tripping their balls off. But man, to say like a, make a blanket statement, like these are medicinal. These should be used medicinally. I know a lot of you watching this have seen this too, but I've seen a lot of people really screwed up by these things. And this isn't something that I'm like, I'm not just some prude. I never touched these things as a child. I grew up in California, Southern and Northern California. I was around a lot of this stuff. This stuff can mess people up. And when you look at who's funding these trials, you've got um, the Rockefeller family behind the funding of MAPS. The Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, MAPS, the group that's uh, promoting the use of ecstasy, of MDMA, in a therapeutic, so-called therapeutic setting, administered by psychiatrists, <laughs> funded by Rockefeller, as a Rockefeller-funded organization. Also, another one... Um, Rick Strassman, he wrote that book, DMT, The Spirit Molecule. Rick Strassman wrote DMT, The Spirit Molecule. And this is a book, I read this in college. It was really big back then. Um, kind of this, uh, a lot of people love to justify their, their use of these substances and this Gnostic journey, this Luciferian journey to try to gain power from these substances, to get spiritual power. A lot of these people use Strassman to justify it. And Strassman's book, DMT, The Spirit Molecule, his research was funded by the Scottish Rite. It was funded by Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Why is the Scottish Rite funding this research on psychedelics linking DMT to the pineal gland? Which there's absolutely no proof of this. This is a theory. This is a theory. So when you look at the funding behind this stuff, you look at who's been pushing this stuff. Timothy Leary, CIA. University system being leveraged, MK Ultra stuff. You realize that this is exactly what the establishment wants to push. This archaic revival, as Terence McKenna called it. What Huxley called 
the perennial philosophy, bringing back this so-called perennial philosophy, bringing back animism, monism, and pantheism and polytheism. That's what it's about. No, so anyways, I'll shut up now and let, uh, what's his name? In addiction Cole and Hastings. a lot of other mental illnesses. Last year, America's first ever research center dedicated to exploring the application of psychedelics was opened at Johns Hopkins University through $17 million in donations. And where'd that it's money come to from? It's think that psychedelics have come this far since the anti-drug ad campaigns of the 1970s. By the way, have you guys seen- Anti-drug ad campaigns from the 1970s, which were basically advertising the drugs to you. Don't you people get this? The anti-drug stuff was telling you to do drugs. <laughs> Don't you understand? Don't you see this? Dare made you think it was cool to take drugs. While the government was importing those drugs that they told you not to take, they were marketing it through mass media, telling you that it's cool on the television shows. Those because like they're kind of crazy and hilarious. Webster defines the word now as meaning at the moment or at once. Seldom has a nation been able to witness such an explosion, a new mass mind, a nowness as it takes place. Today, we are seeing it. Well, I'm really glad that psychedelics have taken on a new light in modern day because that means that I get exposed to them. And boy, did I get exposed to them starting in the summer of 2016. Before I start, I want to say I do not condone the use of these drugs. <laughs> Before I condone the use of these drugs, let me say, I do not condone the use of these drugs. I don't think you should be using them. It could be really detrimental if you're in the wrong setting or if you're not having the proper guidance. I am simply sharing my experience, so don't do that. So it was 2016 and I was- Ah, uh, little wink, 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 nudge. <laughs> I was in my friend Nick's red room and we called it the red room because, well, his attic was red. We just picked up- Whoa, dude. A whole sheet of tabs from one of my sister's friends, and, Whoa. and I was ready for my first ever trip. Guess where those tabs probably tripping? But my other two friends I was with had done it before, so they decided to take two. About thirty minutes to an hour had passed, and we were playing FIFA on my friend's outrageously big flat screen TV. <laughs> we took acid and we played video games. We consumed the drugs, the consumer drugs, and then we. We commenced to consume mass media and play video games. This is the modern spirituality, right? Take drugs, consume mass media, have ecstatic experiences, lather, rinse, repeat. After, by the way, after these ecstatic experiences, guess what? You go right back to how you were. You go right back to how you were. You have the ecstatic experience, you feel, you feel the power of the universe. You feel all the galaxies and all the stars and all the aliens and all the pansperm from panspermia, all that pansperm from panspermia and the aliens, they're all a part of me. They're all one and we're all one. And I am you and you are me and we're a happy family and I'm just really high, man. Like you have those experiences. We're all Joe Rogan, bro. And then what happens? Like three days later, every, these people are just right back to where they were. <laughs> right back to where they were. 
and I didn't really feel anything. Huh, I thought. Well, maybe it's like weed and it just takes a lot to actually feel it the first time. I think I saw- So then he's gonna take another one. And he's probably gonna, he's gonna smoke some pot. He'll smoke some pot and once he smokes his weed, <laughs> Did it hit me? And then, oh, then this happened. I got confused about this, and then this happened, and then I realized, whoa, I'm really good and awesome. I'm God, dude. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, you're the most handsome God ever, bro. It's always the same thing. It always ends up with this amazing revelation that your narcissism is justified a video online saying that too. So I decided to throw another one on the back of my tongue and see if that helped. Maybe you just need more time, my friend who I wasn't with texted me after he asked how I was doing and I replied, eh. But it was time to get up and go to the local park where me and my high school friends used to hang out and drink. There was at least six or seven of them already there and a few girls were there as well. So we head out and we start walking. We're on a long street that takes us all the way from my friend's house to the park and I'm looking at the cars parked on the road, but something seems off. Oh yeah, something was off. I couldn't see the tires on the cars. Whoa, there were, there were like no tires on the cars, man. The acid erased the tires. <laughs> and this is when it started to hit hard. We get to the park and everyone's there and I'm a little nervous because I've never been in this state of consciousness before. The most I could say to the girls was hi and bye when they were leaving shortly after we got there. So it was just us boys in the park on a summer night with a small speaker and loads of time. Obviously I can't remember much details from that first trip. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I do remember my strong sense of euphoria, of being connected with everything, and constantly looking up at the sky to see the waves of colors pulse through it. My friends- Wow, there were, I noticed there were colors. I noticed that when I touch things, I feel them, and then I assume that I'm everything that I touch because I'm high as fuck. Whoa! We're already there and they were in a good mood. That definitely helped a lot. And I just remember being so entranced by all the little details in the park from the wow, ground. Wow, I looked at the ground and I was like, look, at what if you could count? You couldn't even count all the grains of sand in the ground. And when you get really close, the grains in the sand, they look bigger and some are shiny. And I was like, oh, look at the shiny stuff in the ground. I'm God now. Uh. We stepped on to the texture of the brick wall we would all sit Whoa, on. Oh, textures feel cool and weird. And the pure darkness of the park made the hallucinations even stronger. I remember looking at my friends' faces and watching them warp to the point where they looked like creatures. Not that they, you know, look like creatures usually. <laughs> Actually, they do. And I remember I veered off to go take a piss by a tree, and as I looked up, two massive trees resembled the first two Hokages from Naruto. So the fuck? <laughs> I saw anime characters, bro. Whoa! All right, let's jump forward. How did this change your life? Where's the life-changing revelation here? And textures. All right, we're back has happened every time I've tripped since. I now see the world differently in a way that's kind of hard to explain, but I'm gonna do my best. Basically, reality through a normal, sober human's mind feels almost less real than reality while on psychedelics. Mm, yeah, it makes you feel more, feel more. I feel the real reality when I'm high. When I'm not high, I don't feel the real reality. See, <laughs> see how delusional this is? 
It's like on psychedelics, I was able to see more of what reality could actually be. And that is the fact. Yeah, it's more of what reality could actually be. And that's uh, fake projections of anime characters onto trees. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. All right. Another one. Vishuddha Das. Vishuddha Das. Another vegan spiritual leader. Let's hear a little bit about his spiritual experience, right? There, There seems to be a common thread here. Of needing drugs and alter your state to get to these high levels of vegan ascension, to become a vegan ascended master. You need to get high as a kite. So essentially what happened was as a kid, as I've talked about many times before in videos that I'll have up here uh, with my experience with marijuana, with different substances, um, I was always curious growing up after I got into drug use as to which ones would do certain things to my mind in certain ways. And through research with my friends, just kind of out of the blue uh, on using Google, different stuff like that, we came across lysergic acid diethylamide or LSD. We discovered LSD and we kind of noticed right away that wow, not only is this compound really cheap and it lasts a long time, but it's said to many to have absolutely profound effects on the mind and body. And <laughs> Whoa, so I found LSD and I realized it has very profound effects on the mind and body, bruh, bruh. <laughs> Jay Dyer says, bro, I realize dirt is a lot. That, that got us curious. Dude, dude, dirt's a lot. <laughs> bro, I was so high. I was tripping balls and I was like looking at the dirt. And I realized that like the texture of the dirt is like amazing, man. It's like, whoa, there's so many dirts. There's so... Many. So we kept looking, we kept searching, and we came to realize as well that not only this, but this compound was, if you were taking pure LSD, it was completely safe. It was fine for your health, it was fine for your body, it had no lasting side effects besides the psychological ones it took Besides on. making you dress like a freaking cartoon character. Besides making you think that dressing up like a freaking dork in a poncho. It's gonna make you spiritual. And you, while you, I love these the spiritual costumes that these hippies have, right? This guy's like Jared Leto, hippie chic, right? Jared Leto Jr. Keep going, Jared. On the drug, so essentially, your state of mind going into this trip was a major factor in how the trip would influence you in totality. And so that really interested us, and it got me curious, and to my best friends curious, and we decided. Uh, when we were 16 years old, yes, 16, we were pretty young, we decided to experiment with this substance known as LSD. So essentially what we did on our first trip was not too crazy, but, but the explanation itself will come afterwards. What we did was we, we got the LSD, it was kind of late at night. What you really want to do uh, with a lot of LSD compounds, what it says is you don't really want to take it in the middle they of the day because then can't see once the it wears off the night, you can't sleep and that's never fun. Where's the so comments? what we did instead was we took it, we got this compound. <laughs> we took it, we got high. Why is why is YouTube make it so hard? To... Come back.
Come back. Dude, I don't know what's going on. Ah, come back. Yeah, no, it comes back in buffers. It comes back in buffers. Something is very strange. All right, I think we're good now. All right, now we're back. Sorry, guys. Major buffering issues. So many issues. Let's go back to soy Jared Leto. As if normal Jared Leto wasn't soy enough. 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. So that when it would wear off, we would be part of a normal day, kind of go about the day, do everything normally, reflect on our trip, and then go to sleep uh, the next night. And so that's what we attempted to do. We took this LSD, we sat inside, and we actually watched um, a Cheech and Chong movie, Up in Smoke. We watched Up in Smoke for about an hour until it started to really kick in. Well, about 45 minutes to an hour in, it started to really kick in. Um, or so we thought, it was kind of a placebo high, so we decided to walk to this gas station and get some snacks and stuff. We had a lot of plans, a lot of written ideas of what we wanted to do on our trip once we got back, very simple things, which is good if you ever do LSD. What you're supposed to do is kind of have a, a guidebook or what you're going to do during your trip there with you so you have a plan. So our first plan was to go get drinks and snacks. So we walked to this gas station, got some snacks and drinks, and then it really hit me. And this is the most amazing feeling I've ever had in my life, almost bar none, was this first this first wave of LSD kind of hitting my mind and body. It felt like it felt like I was getting a power up. Like there's just these waves of, of emotions and, and feelings I'd never had before. Just waves of confusion. <laughs> experiencing waves of confusion. Uh, well, they started the trip out right, dropped acid, watched a Cheech and Chong movie, then went to 7-Eleven to buy some Scooby snacks. And then came home. This has changed my life. How it changed my life. Look at this. How many? 669,545 views. I got I to make a, I'm gonna use, do a, a spoof video with like the same title. I wonder if, it, if we could get half a million views like this. Coursing through my veins and it became euphoric and I started laughing and I started uncontrollably laughing. I didn't know what to do at that point. Um, so we just got our drinks and snacks and left. We started walking back to our friend's house and we started noticing things. And I think that was the first time I noticed just like this, the, the kind of beauty of nature. Now take it. We oh, it was the first time I ever noticed that things were like beautiful. I never saw anything that was beautiful before. Well, we weren't in the woods. We weren't anywhere like this at all we were in a regular old neighborhood but we're walking back and this sprinkler was on and it was shooting out water and as it was shooting out water i could see every single little microscopic droplet of water coming out of this this sprinkler system and, and we, I, I stood there and i was transfixed by it for for minutes probably 10 minutes or so i just stared beautiful because you can't you can't if you were not high if you didn't take acid you can't see water droplets but when you take acid you finally see the world for what it is and you can see things that are there like water droplets. It was just so profound, dude. So they watched Cheech and Chong. They went to the store to buy beer and candy. And then they, he realized, deep realization, whoa, stuff's beautiful, man. 
beautifully at this amazing system that was just giving life to this yard and, and expressing all this water and every single drop my brain was picking it up and it was blowing my mind. It was absolutely insane. It was beautiful. And this is what's so sad is it's like you can you can look at raindrops. You can look at the, the beautiful patterns that you see around you. You can look at and we can see beauty without being high as fuck on <laughs> research chemicals, LSD and mushrooms. Every single trip that these guys explain, every single experience that they're talking about is completely attainable without drugs. Admiring the small details around us doesn't require getting stoned to do. But these people, like, look what's with the uniform too. Look at his tripper uniform. This dude looks like, this dude looks like every kid at UC Santa Cruz when I was 18 years old. This, kid, this dude looks like all my buddies at UC Santa Cruz in 2005. <laughs> this guy, where is he? Where does he live? And we kept walking, we almost got back home and there was a, a caution light going on and off. This, this very therapeutic yellow light just kind of flashing the entire time. And that too transfixed us and we stood there and we just- Whoa, we walked, there was a light flashing, the caution light, we were like, whoa. It was just amazing. We were completely transfixed. And we all sat and stared at this blinking yellow light for an hour and a half. And we realized, we're all God, bro. We watched these, these, these photons of light just hit our eyes and- Photons? Did you know that light is photons? Whoa. Every single time- Did, Whoa, whoa, whoa. You and me are also photons, dude. We're light. Whoa. It was like magic, this, this amazing machine just blaring caution to make sure drivers were safe and just hitting us with this beautiful ambient yellow light, kind of mimicking the sun in a sense. And I think those were the first times I'd ever really gotten a knack for what nature could really do to the mind and body um, on, a, on a chemical level, how it could change our perception of what's going on. We were so amazed that a light would change our perception. It's like, did you know that looking at something changes your perception? Right, like I'm looking at my left hand and I, I'm perceiving my left hand, but I can change my perception to look at my right hand. Whoa, dude. And so um, we kept going home. We ended up getting back to the apartment crazy. Uh, what happened next was we put on Pink Floyd. We sat down, all of us in the room. So we were trying to think of like, what is the most stereotypical thing we could do? So we got back, we put on Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, threw on The Wizard of Oz, synced it up, watched Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, with The Wizard of Oz, and smoked weed, and ate Scooby Snacks. Whoa! Room With our snacks, we put on Pink Floyd, and we watched uh, the movie Alice in Wonderland with the sound off, but with Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, I called it! Whoa, 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 we ain't normies, dog. We're super advanced psychonauts. We're not gonna watch the dark side of Oz. We're gonna watch Alice in Wonderland with Dark Side of the Moon, man. Whoa. Through the entire movie. Now, if you've never done this, I highly suggest you try so, you know, I haven't watched this before, too. It's just so obvious what it's. These people think that they're so cutting edge, but they're walking stereotypes of themselves. You're a freaking cartoon character, dude. Doing this, whether you're sober or on drugs, it's an amazing experience. We basically just listen. The whole album pretty much syncs up with the movie. So the whole movie, the oh, whole album, oh, they flow together very well. Oh. So we ended up watching this whole entire movie just transfixed by it. 
absolutely blown away. Me, I was just starstruck by this music, by the cinematography, by how they kind of influenced each other and how they worked uh, together in a sense. It was amazing, it was a beautiful time and it was really something that I didn't take in in the moment but it came back to me because now I'm kind of a, a cinemaphile. I love movies. I see Oh, now, now I love movies. I love consuming movies. I like, I didn't even realize how much movies are awesome before and now I watch them all the time. Wow. Pretty much every movie that comes out, when I'm home, I watch all of them. I, I, I love cinematography. Absolutely love it. And I think it's because of the way Pink Floyd kind of merged their music with this simple classic old movie that really stuck and resonated in my brain. Yeah. But yeah, it was beautiful. And whew, it's cold out here, it's like 40 degrees. But after that, pretty much, it got a lot simpler. Uh, we were tripping, we were peaking. It was a beautiful experience. We all just kind of hung out, talked about life, told stories. And then we decided we didn't want to be inside anymore. A lot of the time when you're on LSD, when these compounds are really kicking in hard, you don't want to be in enclosed spaces. You don't want to be too claustrophobic. You want to be out here doing this, you know, being with it all and not having to feel like you're stuck somewhere. And <laughs> so you should be out here in nature when you're tripping, man. But then this whole trip, they're watching Cheech and Chong, listening to Pink Floyd and watching Alice in Wonderland and drinking beer and eating Scooby Snacks. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> All right, so I don't know. It seems like he's still, he's still kind of doing some similar stuff. He's talking about tantra now, tantra, tantra. It was like the most amazing tantric experience ever. We called it the tantra side of the moon. Whoa! Oh, now he's got a look at that. He's become, like I said before. You are a literal cartoon character now. Why, why do you people turn yourselves into freaking cartoon characters? Look at this. He's morphed. He's gotten so high. He's gone so far into his stereotype that he's become. He's become a cartoon character in the movie Waking Life. You've reincarnated into Waking Life. Jay Dyer, 499. Super chat. Thanks, Jay. One of my favorite channels, Jay Dyer. Uh, second greatest rapper of all time. I can concede that. I can concede second greatest rapper of all time. Young Boomer. Um, we're still, me, me and Jay, we're about to cut a mixtape. We need a producer. We're trying to get, maybe get Young Virus to produce our mixtape. We'll see what's up with that. But Jay Dyer, second greatest rapper of all time. Check out his YouTube channel. He does great apologetic stuff. And uh, check out his forum as well, his uh, Discord forum. 499 from Jay Dyer says, bro, we did all the lame cookie cutter dude bro trip and it was super unique and profound. <laughs> dude, I gotta tell you about this amazing trip, man. We took acid. Then we smoked weed and watched Cheech and Chong. Then we went to the store and laughed and navel gazed at the floor for a bit and bought some beer and some candy and then... Get this, dude. We listened to Dark Side of the Mood and watched Alice in Wonderland at the same time. It was amazing. Greetings, Soul Family. My name is Rashida Dallas, and I assist people with self-improvement and spiritual growth. And today we're going to talk about Tantra. Essentially, <laughs> Tantra. What Tantra is, what it's not, 
and how by understanding it we can approach the philosophy or, or just know about the philosophy. Ugh, all right, we're not going to get into Tantra right now. Thank you. Uh, what is it? Vishuddha Das. Vishuddha Das. Thank you, man. Um, I'm guessing, I'm trying to, I was trying to figure out where you live, but I'm going to assume it's either like LA. It's either LA or Berkeley, South Bay area. If somebody can confirm, please, if he's in Santa Cruz, I would definitely not doubt it. Let's see, why do I have this pulled up? Vegan gains. Well, we already talked about vegan gains. Uh, Philosopher King, uh, spiritual leader, vegan gains. Uh, I haven't seen this one, but he's making fun of Connor Murphy for doing exactly what vegan gains was just talking about. <laughs> Gaines was just saying how he took drugs and had these spiritual realizations, but now he's going to rip on Connor Murphy for having the same delusional spiritual realizations with drugs. Like, well, I guess we'll watch maybe a moment of it just to get a taste, and then we're moving on to the female spirituality for the ladies. Ooh, ooh witchy woman, see how high she flies. Ooh, witchy woman, see how she flies. Hi everyone, and welcome. Hi everyone, and welcome to another nasally bitch session from me, Vegan Gains. To another episode of, and today we're going to be taking a look at Connor Murphy. I'm sure most of you know of him. Uh, basically, he ran the dumbest fitness channel imaginable. He'd uh, just take his shirt off in front of girls and record how they reacted. And uh, recently he had some kind of weird mental breakdown or something, and he claims to have had a spiritual awakening. Yeah, I finally had the, the pure, actual spiritual awakening. You know, it starts out understanding this whole concept of oneness and non-duality on the intellectual level. And I was there for a long time. You know? So which, again, this is the exact experience you described, Vegan Gaines. You fucking hypocrite. <laughs> Meditating, understanding these things on the intellectual level, but I, then I actually experienced it, right? So I experienced this whole incredible concept of non-duality, oneness, the collective consciousness. Yeah, right? Remember being gained said, it's like we're all like on a certain level, we're all one. And maybe consciousness is all one. Right, that I'm the universe, stuff like that. And then I had these incredible realizations that kind of fermented in my mind and now I realize, wow, I know enough through direct experience that I can tell people about this. So Connor has been acting pretty crazy lately ever So Connor has been acting really crazy lately and essentially saying the same things about the realizations that he had, which were essentially the same demonic realizations that I had. And I'm gonna go ahead and criticize him for saying the same things that I just said in the video that Tristan just watched because it doesn't matter to me because I have no standards and I'm a complete hypocrite. Since he claims to have had this whole spiritual awakening experience and since then, He's been promoting some pretty stupid, dangerous ideas and doing some pretty stupid, dangerous things himself. What, like veganism? Like veganism? All right, so Connor Murphy, another victim of psychedelia, right? Connor Murphy, I don't, I'm not here to kick on a dude when he's down, right? But anybody who saw some of the videos that he put out in the last few months, his channel, it got weird, it got dark, but it's not surprising because I've seen this happen to so many freaking people who lose their shit from taking ayahuasca or a bunch of acid or mushrooms. They fracture themselves, they have a traumatic experience, and then suddenly they think that every thought that pops into their head is the absolute truth that is 
uh, that is just you know, come down from the gods of Olympus. Right? These they get high as shit. Their psyche shatters, and then suddenly they become. Uh, they think they're Jesus. They think that they're going to save the planet. They think they're going to save the world. Now, vegan gains. He didn't manifest his nonsense in in uh, the same way as uh, what's his face, Connor Murphy. Vegan gains decided to embrace veganism and go on this journey of being the, uh, the, the vegan rational guru. Whereas Connor decided to take the, I'm gonna be the spiritual guru route. But vegan gains who had the very same realizations will criticize him right, for acting on the same realizations that he had, which are delusions. Right? You guys share the same delusions, Richard, and you're being hypocritical, dude. Namely, his 40-day water fast. He's planning on not eating anything and only drinking water for 40 days. And okay, we're done listening. I can't hear Vegan Gain's voice anymore. It's too, it's just too spiritual. Um, let's see, we've got veganism and spirituality. What is the relationship between diet and spirituality from the new earthlings, which this is, I gotta say, this is, I haven't even seen this video. I haven't seen any videos from them, but they're one of my new favorite channels. We've got that one. Then we've got Wolf and Time Luna Lux unboxing. Vegan self-care and spiritual growth subscription box. All right, now this one, this seems like it just perfectly embodies our, uh, our good global citizen spirituality. And then we've got this one, which I, I used, I got the screenshot here for my cover image. Actually, I haven't watched any of this video yet. I just pulled the screenshot from her looking all weird like that. We've got fun vegan recipes, full day of witchy plant-based eating. You will drill. All right, guys, which one? Witchy woman? Witchy woman with marketing skills? Or zonked out, frizzlehead, vegan, uh, hey Arnold looking motherfucker with his anemic girlfriend? Which one are we doing? Witchy drooler. All right, let's see. Let's see. Whoever sends the biggest, whoever sends the biggest, fattest super chat gets to pick which zonked out vegan spirituality video we get to watch. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let me come here. I'll see if there's any uh, of the Streamlabs. Guys, thank you for the support. Thank you for them super chats. Always appreciated. Not seeing any new super chats here. Uh, oh, wait, nope, DB. There we go. We got a super chat from DB. Donates Canadian $2 through Super Chat. Says Connor Murphy, perfect example of a shroom victim. Now, I remember reading that earlier. I'm not sure if I had actually read that one out loud. Agreed. Exactly. Shroomy victim. All right, we're seeing, I, I see a few witchy women. I see the marketing one. Y'all want to see that witch. First, we're going to do... Here's what we're going to do. We'll do marketing witch first, and then we'll do satanic priestess hoe second. All right, let's see what uh, Melissa Wolf, Melissa Wolf has to say. Let's learn about the spiritual growth subscription box. Hey everyone, welcome back to my channel. Today's video is going to be an exciting one because I have a brand brand new subscription box to open for you guys. So I'm gonna try my best to get this in frame and also not show my address, but look at how massive this box is. It is absolutely huge. I was so excited when I saw that this came in the mail. Um, I came home from work and it literally was like Christmas. I was so excited and I couldn't wait to open it, but I wanted to do it on camera with you guys just so you can kind of enjoy it with me. So before I and when I'm talking like this, and when I do it like this, I have to do a little dip and I lift my head to the side because I think it's cute when I say that. 
jump into the contents of this box. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the company, which is Wolf and Time, and a little bit about this box in particular. So the box that I was sent is an example of their Luna Lux box, which is the largest box that they offer. It has 10 to 12 different items in it, and everything in the box is for self-care, for spiritual growth, has to do with nature and the moon cycles, and literally checks every single box <laughs> and what I'm looking for for a subscription box. I'm so excited to dive into this. Um, they gave a little thing on top explaining the different sizes. So like I said, the one that I have is the Luna Lux box. Um, this goes for $78 per month. And like I said, there are 10 to 12 different items included. The next size is the Luna box, which is $58 per month. And that box has six to eight different items. And the final box that they offer is the Wolf and Time box, which is $28 a month and includes three to five different items. The wow, hey guys, which one do you think you are? Oh, stolen dreams and childhoods. Oh no. We've got dreams and childhoods getting stolen. I got a big fat super chat from one of my favorite channels on YouTube. Jay Dyer throwing super chats from the friend zone. Just so you know, you guys, we, me and Jay have a deal. We, we can't be friends. We have like super chat quotas that my friends have to, have to make. And, and Jay just barely made that quota with this one. No, I'm kidding. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for that one, man. He says, uh, how do I get access to vegan bat wings? And vegan toe of shrew for my drafts and potions. Well, I think this young lady is going to teach us. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be in the $28 one. But don't worry. The bat wings are going to be ethically and sustainably harvested only during the new moon by a menstruating woman. Of Wolf and Time boxes, Kat actually gave me a coupon code for all of you guys to use. And I will also put that down below if you wanted to purchase one of these boxes. This is a great box for you if you are in the witchy community, if you just love um, organic self-care items, or if you are interested in nature, because everything in the box is meant for your spiritual growth, for self-care, and other things that can really help you in your practice. Oh, dude, I can't wait. I gotta see what's in the box. It's gonna help you with your spiritual growth. What is in the box, Melissa? If you just have an appreciation for nature and organic, vegan, and cruelty-free items. I that come to you in boxes from Amazon. I want to open this box and see what's in it. I'm going to keep it down just because it's huge and I don't want to spill everything out all over the floor. So if you see me just like rummaging through here, that's what I'm doing. So on the first sheet on top, it goes into details about the different sizes that I just explained. And it also says that when possible, they always use local businesses or that they handcraft items themselves, which I think is really amazing. <laughs> handcraft items themselves in Foxconn factories in China, which I think is really amazing. What's in the box, woman? Two minutes in, I don't see a single, I wanna see what's in the dang box. I wanna see what's in the box. What, what kind of crystals, right? Is it like a Native American feather? I'm seeing a dream catcher, there we go. We got a dream catcher, let's, let's get into it. Let's jump forward. Let's guess, let's take a guess. Let's guess what's in it. All right, incense, dream catcher, crystals, some sort of crystals. What else? What else? Like a like a horse, some sort of like a horoscope poster. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got candles and oils, of course, right? Somebody saying candles and oils there. What else? What else? Planned Parenthood card. Three free coupons for reproductive health services at Planned Parenthood. What is it? Look for myself, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> adrenochrome. <laughs> sage, yeah, it's got to be sage, right? 
sage, uh, patchouli, sage, patchouli. All right, let's see. Read it yet, but I do want to read the top and what is the theme of the box. Again, remember, guys. Well, you know, well, I got like three different things to say right now. We'll just say one of them. The way that you can tell somebody is really into the earth and really like spiritual and connected in like a real way to the ancestors, right? If you know that like you're dealing with like a real like high level witch, but like a good witch. I'm a good witch. Moonstones, yes, that's one. A good witch that, that, that's really good with, uh, with energy work. The way you can tell that somebody's really spiritual is the amount of time. There's a direct correlation direct correlation between the amount of time you spend painting your eyelids and the amount of spirituality you have, right? And you could tell that Melissa Wolf here, she's making her daddy proud with those eyelids, right? She's probably spent a good hour and a half doing her makeup for this video and that hair, right? Not to mention the hair. How long did that take? Getting the lighting just perfect. And hopefully, hopefully they have some spiritual eyeliner in there, some face paint. Welcome to the Luna Lux box from Wolf in Time. The theme is rest. With rest, we remember to care for ourselves in ways that fill our souls and refresh our minds. In this month's box, it is fully packed with complete self-care treasures that will help you while you are resting during the day and sleeping at night. Handcrafted and cured especially for the Luna Lux, you will again feel the peace and grounding you need right now. Take the time to feel good, to sit in the quiet, to absorb the sounds of nature, and to remember the path of the moon. So I'm super <laughs> I remember. Don't forget the path of the moon. Do you guys remember the path of the moon? For the rest theme, I feel like I totally need that in my life. I've been exhausted lately with work. I know like some of us are back to work and some still aren't with everything that's still going on in the world, but I am back at work. I'm work full time and I'm just exhausted. There's a lot going on. So I definitely need rest in my life. Damn, the next like that. Oh, if you want to be the big man, the big daddy, you want to be the big man, the big daddy. We've got someone who wants to be the big man, the big grumpy vegan granddaddy. Grumpy vegan granddad in the chat. Grumpy vegan granddad spreading his boomer fluids in the chat. Want to be the big man, the big daddy. Let me just read your, your deleted comment while you sit on time out for 300 seconds, grumpy vegan granddad. He comes first time interacting on the channel. And we know you, by the way. We made fun of you the other day, Grumpy Vegan Boomer. He says, you're balder than me and you're half my age, dude. Grumpy Vegan Granddad. With that hardcore vegan activism, with the bald man bad vegan activism. Good job, Grumpy Vegan Granddad. Great insult, dude. How about you email me, Tristan at Primal Edge Health, and you can come on. You can bring your boomer fluids onto my stream and we can debate. Grumpy vegan granddad. All right, go ahead and email me, Tristan at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. We'll get this set up. You can come on, and you can come, and you can throw your stones, and you can try to talk some shit. All right, so that's an invite, Grumpy vegan granddad. I know you're not going to take it up, and you're not going to take me up on this because you're a fucking coward. All right, Grumpy vegan granddad. Come on, buddy. Email me, and we'll get you on here. Uh, Jay Dyer sent 499 super chat. Says it's a it's a demon dong and bong combo. That's what I think. De demon dong and bong combo. It's a, the Joe Rogan special. Thing on the top is this little envelope. It's so special to me when 
companies like include handwritten things I just think it's such a nice personal touch and it makes I don't know it just makes you feel a little bit more connected to the person who's putting all of their effort into this so I totally appreciate handwritten letters and that was what was in the little envelope here so the next item I'm like super interested to see what's in here it says do not bend on both sides <laughs> so let me open it up and see what's in here do not bend on both sides Wait, Jay Dyer says, read my other super chat, Chibo. I do. I, I read it. I read it, Jay. I see two super. Let's see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no. I see one, two. Look at that. Jay sent three super chats. You must have missed when I read it, or maybe it cut out earlier. Maybe it cut out. The last super chat you said it was Jay Dyer donated 1999 through super chat, right? And I, I said, that's a big fat super chat from one of my favorite channels. Remember this? Did you not hear this? Was I cut out? Was it buffering? He said, how do I get access to vegan bat wings and vegan toe of shrew for my drafts and potions? I quite enjoyed that, and I did not ignore that. Did you not hear it? It cut out. Dang it. It cut out from the most important super chat. I think I made a funny, like, stupid, cheeky comment, too. And I said something nice about, <laughs> about your channel. But you guys, check out Jay Dyer's channel. One of, the, one of the best friends of the channel here, Jay Dyer. One of the biggest supporters of the stream today as well. Winning the super chat competition. All right, I think Grumpy, grumpy Vegan Granddad, you dork-ass boomer, you are probably not on timeout anymore, so you can come back in. Let's, let's take a look. We got Grumpy Vegan Granddad. Here's his channel. Here's his channel. He's coming on. He's talking shit. He wants to battle it out. What, what's, what are you all about, Grumpy Vegan Granddad? Grumpy Vegan Grundad. Here's his channel. So you guys go ahead and check out Grumpy Vegan Granddad. He's in the chat right now. He's a friend of the show. We, where is, I don't know. We'll see what's up. He's saying bald man bad. He wants to duel it out. Come on here, his name's Dan Shepard. Oh, there he is. He's an actor, an activist, and a YouTuber. Universal defender of the innocent. Planetary defender of the animals. Check out Grumpy Vegan Granddad. And look at this. Look at this. Magnificent, magnificent channel with such good content. We'll check this out a different time, though. We're not going to spend too much time on you. But yeah, Grubby Vegan Granddad, come on the show. Come on the show sometimes. Oh my God, so pretty. I'm just so pretty. Oh, it's a dream catcher. Wow, look at how pretty this is. Oh, dream catcher with a feather. Oh. It's a green catcher with a feather. Oh man, this is so cool. This is so cool. It's gonna catch all my dreams. How pretty this is. Oh my god. It's not very pretty. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's so pretty. Oh my gosh. Is it vegan? Do I see this? It looks like rabbit fur there, that ain't vegan. It is like a really, really beautiful hand made it says right on the back that it was made by cat grady who is the owner of the wolf and time boxes this is just so pretty there's a stick some beads a leaf and a feather in it and it's so funny because in my last video i told you guys feathers were so special to me they're so spiritual feathers are so special and spiritual that i got this month too I think that's so cool. This is so soft. I'm not sure what this is, um, but obviously everything's cruelty-free. This is not real fur. It's yeah, this is not real fur. Don't worry. This is some fake-ass shit that comes straight out of China. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got Grumpy Vegan Dan Granddad in the chat. In the chat, like a child, pulling some more bald man bad. 
Grumpy Vegan Dada. You get to go on timeout again, faggot. There you go. Timeout again for Grumpy Vegan Granddad. And you know what, Grumpy Vegan Granddad? Go ahead and email me and we'll set that up. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of losing patience because you're pretty pathetic. You're not coming with anything new, fag. You're not coming with anything new. Just so soft though, whatever it is, it feels amazing, it looks so pretty, and I cannot wait to hang this up. You have a one-of-a-kind dream catcher that was handmade and infused with energy of protection, love, and peace. Those three words are written on the bamboo base under the faux fur wrapping. It is also blessed with frankincense and citrus bliss therapeutic essential oils. Each one has a different real leaf coated in metal. That's <laughs> a real leaf. We have a real leaf coated in metal and a stick and some rubber bands here. And some fake shit from China. Yay! How dare you? How dare you? What's up, Chase? Chase sends five bucks. Chase said if five dollars says you have a lot of shadow self-integration, you should do, Tristan. These people are just living their truth. Maybe you should listen to some dead and chill. Yeah, so me, me and Grumpy Vegan Granddad, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna listen to some Grateful Dead. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna watch some CNN on the Boomer Tube. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. We're going we're gonna to integrate our shadow selves. Don't worry, man. You got this. Stone beads, lava stone beads, and a shell in the center. The hemp strings creates the dreamer's web, and faux leather cord accents are throughout. The small twig is from the fallen oak branches on my property and is well over 100 years old. Hang it in a special place or by your bed to help you sleep peacefully. It's going to help you sleep peacefully. That's so spiritual. All right, so the spiritual mystery box we've got so far, a dream catcher, a note, jump forward a little bit. You can use the included tea bag. And I was looking at this, I was like, there's a tea bag in there? That's crazy that they fit that in there. Oh, there's tea, herbs, wow, I got some tea. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so again, how do you be spiritual? How can you be spiritual in this world? Number one, starve yourself on a vegan diet. Number two, call yourself an activist on the internet. LARP like you're actually changing the world by just telling people to be vegan. Right? Number three, sterilize yourself, don't have children. Number four, purchase consumer goods. Right? Buy spiritual boxes. Uh, any, anything else I'm missing? Anything else I'm missing? We've got, we've got one more. We've got this... Witchy lady here. We got uh, fun vegan recipes. Full day of witchy plant-based eating. You will drool. You will drool. All right, let's listen to this one. And then we're going to move on to the couple. We'll get to the couple. Don't worry, guys. We're going a little bit long today. We might, we might be more than three hours today. We'll see what's up. You guys want to keep going? You guys want to keep going? We started early today so that we could talk to some of the folks over in Europe. Some of them Europeans. And we have some European, we even have some pathetic boomer Europeans in the chat, like Grumpy Vegan Granddad. Grumpy Vegan Granddad, aren't you in the UK? Your channel says you're in the UK. It's like, what, two in the morning over there? And you're talking shit in my chat? <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's do witchy plant-based, and then we'll do the couple next. So uh, I'm glad we could do this earlier, though. I'm glad some of you guys over in the UK and in Europe got to, uh, got to hang out. And then now it looks like people from the US are jumping in. So we're gonna keep going. Good morning. Well caffeinated, hungry, ready to have some waffles. So hello, I am Marin. If you are new here, I'm an astrologer, an author, um, a philosophy student, and over five years vegan. All right. We should have started with this video. 
You're everything that we're just, you're, you're the perfect example of all of these things. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let's get that list one more time. One more time. She's got that vegan physique. We'll, we'll say that. She's got that spiritual makeup, right? One of the things about being spiritual, spirituality, true spirituality, one of these things that you have to focus on is looking really pretty and hot on camera. Super important. Good morning. Well caffeinated, hungry, ready to have some waffles. So hello, I am Marin. If you are new here, I'm an astrologer, an author, um, a philosophy student, and over five years vegan, which is why I, I'm making these, you know, animal, animal free cacao waffles. And then, <laughs> and then what I did was blend oats up into oat flour. Um, I just do that myself by blending them with some. Did nothing that she just said indicated that she actually has some sort of like a job or career. You said she's a philosophy student, right? You're a philosophy student. Do you, do you do anything like, do you do work? How do you pay for this apartment? An author, um, a philosophy student. Oh, she's an author, okay. An author, um, a philosophy She's an author. She's an author, let's go see. She's probably an author of a vegan ebook. Free webinar, how to actually start learning astrology. Okay, so she does webinars on astrology. All right, looks like she is, she's making her living as an astrologer. Making her, her, her living as an astrologer. Student and over five years vegan, which is why I, I'm making these, you know, animal, animal free cacao waffles. In them, what I did was blend oats up into oat flour. Um, I just do that myself by blending them with some cacao powder, maca powder, cinnamon, cardamom cloves, a little bit of granulated monk fruit for sweetness, a little bit of maple syrup for sweetness, pumpkin puree, almond milk, and then Cooked that in my waffle iron, topped it with strawberries, bananas, sunflower seed butter, a little bit more of this sugar-free maple syrup that I use, just because I avoid like overt sugars. I tend to get it in Whole Foods or use other non-like blood sugar raising things, just because you know preference. But also coconut shreds, um, and that is that's what I'm having this morning. I'm also taking my vitamin D supplement. I do a B12 spray, and then the other supplement I take is D. Dude, why do these chicks want to look like mannequins? Why do these chicks want to look as fake as possible? Everything about this looks plastic. It's so sad. Why? This is someone's daughter, right? This is someone. This is probably grumpy vegan granddad's daughter, right? This is probably grumpy vegan granddad's freaking daughter. This is just sad, man. I don't know. Look what you're doing to yourself, woman. Why are you painting your face like this? You probably had a beautiful face under there before you started mutilating it with your freaking makeup. You cake this makeup on so thick. You ever, I remember there was this girl. There was this girl in like seventh grade, right? I, I should have had nothing to do with this chick. Right? I should have had nothing to do with her. For some reason, I was attracted to this girl. And she was like, she was a friend of mine's cousin, went to the same school, seventh grade, right? This chick wore so much freaking makeup. Like she was like all right looking. She was like all right looking girl, you know, very like attractive in certain ways, you know. Uh, but she wore so much makeup, and I remember like sitting next to her, and you could see when these girls when they wear all this makeup, you could see on their cheeks there's like these little little things that stick up on them, like right? these little things that stick up 
these like little furry hair things. It looks like their whole face is made out of like little tiny plastic hairs when they wear that much makeup. It's so gross. It's so disgusting. It's like, I, I, I don't know why I was even attracted to this girl in seventh grade too. <laughs> I always remember that look of like on her face, how much makeup was there and it looked like little tiny hairs. It was so gross. I don't know why that comes to mind right now. That's disgusting. All right, Josco Kraken sends Canadian five. Thanks, man. Says, are you religious, spiritual yourself? Guys, if so, are you religious, spiritual yourself? If so, what do you follow and why? By the way, love your toxic masculinity and keep making LGBTQ plus square root of pi x 12 <laughs> cry. Um, yeah, all right, look. Spirituality is bastardized and completely corrupt in the West. Completely corrupted, completely inverted, completely twisted. So they take the truth that we're made in the image and likeness of God and they twist it upside down into this heretical Gnostic nonsense of we're just beasts that came from inanimate matter, but that we get to climb the ladder of evolution and then become gods ourselves. That's what we're told. That's what we're fed through Darwinism, social Darwinism, monism, all this bullshit that we're given. All this bullshit that we're given keeps us disconnected from the truth, keeps us disconnected from reality. So absolutely, we require, we require metaphysics for there to be anything. And let me say this, we, we require metaphysics, we require things like, we require something beyond ourselves to even have good, bad, right, wrong, truth. To have true, false, good, bad. We need something outside of our own self, outside of our own mind. All these people, they try to call upon logic and reason, right? They'll justify their beliefs with logic and reason, but logic and reason themselves require something outside of ourselves, if that makes sense. Now, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining this, of explaining the apologetics here, but we're Christian, we're Orthodox, and we believe in God. And all this new age nonsense, all this witchy, Stevie Nicks spirituality, McSpirituality is nonsense. So thank you for the super chat, I appreciate that. I think a good place to start if you wanna learn about orthodoxy, check out Jay's channel, but then also check out Father Seraphim Rose's books. Those were some very, very influential for me, leading me there. So yeah, what are we following why? We're Christian, we're orthodox, we require, you require God. Every single thing we do, Everything we see, it's all created. It's all created. You didn't make it, I didn't make it. <laughs> so yeah, check out, check out Father Seraphim Rose, uh, Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future. That's a good place to start. That's I don't know, one of my favorite books right there. Um, and yeah, you can dig deeper in there. So that's why I'm always making fun of these <laughs> dorky New Agers. Go over here. Someone says, I hate Stevie Nicks. <laughs> yeah, why do all these, all these vegan witchy chicks, they all try and they'll live that Stevie Nicks vibe, right? So I'm about to, about to take this. And yeah, I'm going to eat up these waffles the rest of the day. Other fun, fun vegan recipes. I thought I would show you what my, I don't know what I consider fun. I like these. I think they're cute. I'll take you through the rest of my day. I'm going to enjoy these waffles. And if you have any cool waffle, like flavor variations, I'm down to hear them. So Dude, this is, this. I'm exhausted by this person. This person exhausts me. All right, we're going to go, we're going to jump forward. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. So you spent, <laughs> imagine this. Imagine. Imagine you spend 20 something years raising this girl. <laughs> 20 something years raising this chick, and then this is, this is what she turns out to be. I have just finished my clients for the day and gotten back from my walk, and I'm ready. Oh, 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 things are so hard. Oh, oh, I need a snack. To make some dinner. So I'm going to be making my plantain pad thai. And I have not made this in like months, in a minute, but it's the most made recipe on my blog. Like this is the one that people talk about the most and make all the time. It's my peanut butter plantain pad thai, but I only have sunflower seed butter, which I prefer. So we're gonna use that. My plantain is not ripe, but I've been into the green plantains instead of the yellow ripe ones. So I'm okay with this. Um, and I'm gonna be using mini sweet peppers, which I've been more into than bell peppers. So I have a full recipe video on my peanut butter plantain pad thai if you wanna check. Okay. We're all done with you. Thank you very much. We get it. We get it. I don't know. I, I liked the other one more. The other one was more entertaining. This is, that was just like a typical vegan full day of eating. Check out my mush. Look how good my mush is. Oh, look, there's colors. Oh, I need another snack. It's been like 40 minutes. All right, let's, let's move on. Oh, goodness. This is, here we go. Now we're finally going to get some good spiritual advice. Finally going to get some solid spiritual advice from this couple. Super spiritual couple. First, I think we got some super chats over here. Boss Man sends five bucks. Can you talk about the health benefits of GMO soy? I heard that it is a superfood and may start including it in my diet. I also heard that the more glyphosate and pesticides in the soy will help a person become an even bigger man and even bigger daddy. A big daddy. Boss Man, you're absolutely right. Uh, GMO soy, <laughs> it's, fortified with, it's fortified with extra Roundup. And we all know Roundup is really good. Roundup is that stuff that gets used to kill insects, right? So that the vegans can eat their nutrient deficient diet made up of mostly soy, right? So the, the vegans in the chat that like to pop up and then they get put on timeout almost right away every time. You pathetic vegans in the chat, when you are eating your soy-based bullshit, you have to realize that all that glyphosate that's fortifying your delicious, delicious GMO food, all that glyphosate is going to killing animals, insects, killing all those bugs, killing small mammals, washing in two aquifers, destroying your water supply, creating dead zones in the ocean, creating dead zones in your gut, and making you an obnoxious, insufferable vegan so thank you those are some of the benefits of gmo soy i appreciate that thanks for the super chat all right now let's learn are vegans more spiritual this this might be the last video it's getting late here it's getting dark let's see what these folks have to say hey Ethelis. hey everybody spirituality and veganism is there actually a link between them? <laughs> you may have noticed that veganism has been on the rise around the world. Mm -hmm. Is this a sign that humanity is actually awakening globally? Yeah. Collectively? Exactly. And does actually being vegan make you more spiritual? Mm. So this question is <laughs> more... Let me guess. 
Yeah, it does make your most spiritual. Yeah, yeah. This topic we will answer in this video from our personal experience. And at the end, we're gonna share with you what's even more important than a diet. <laughs> this is the start of something new, but here's every vegan hippie cliche, right? We got like a drum circle, the medicine circle. Self-awareness. Plant medicine. Whoa, harmony with nature? With nature? So in this video, we packed so much information, personal experience, and some of it might be triggering for you, but some of it, a lot of it is going to be repetitive. We just heard it in like five other videos. A lot of it's repetitive, super cringy, and you're going to look back on this. Hopefully, you're going to look back on this in a few years and think this is so pathetic. And I'm so glad that I left this nonsense. And I'm so glad that I no longer believe this bullshit. <laughs> like. This is the thing, like, these people are looking for something, but what they've been given, the crumbs that they've been fed, the bread trail, the breadcrumb trail that they've been given has led them to this nonsense. All this new age gobbledygook bullshit that the UN pushes, the World Council of Churches pushes, the Vatican pushes. We're all one. All the religions are one, dude. We all just need to sterilize ourselves and take the drugs that the government tells us and meld with machines and then we could transcend it all and become gods, bro. Gonna become gods, man. But pay attention because those things are the things that can bring change to your life. So try to take it in and feel if this resonates with you or not. You may have noticed that a lot of people on the spiritual path are vegan or they're eating plant-based, even if they don't call themselves vegan. Yeah, or even raw plant-based diet. Yeah, which is what we are doing most of the time. Yeah, we can tell. We can tell. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this is this is so sad because as as a child this guy looked totally different. I don't know if you guys recognize this. Let me let me find a photo. Yeah, I mean this here he is. I mean this is just a few years ago. That's just a few years ago, right? This is what veganism does to you. Look, this is how he started out. Young, beautiful child. And then look. How dare you, my dreams? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Chase Hagger, what's up, dude? Says he looks like a discount Matt Monarch. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a discount code Matt Monarch. Kind of kind of does look like that, doesn't he? And a lot of the same beliefs similar vibe but it seems like these people hopefully these people are close to leaving this because they are starting to look like they're physically suffering the uh, the consequences of it right but it's sad it's like the, the, this fake spirituality that they get fed tells them to starve themselves to starve themselves and the un pushes this the world economic forum pushes this all these massive corporations are pushing this idea that plant-based eating is going to save the planet it's gonna save the world. So why is that? I do recognize from myself that a part mm -hmm. of my spiritual awakening path was switching to a plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that was the willingness 
to see the pain of others and in which ways I am inflicting pain on others. I this weird obsession with like inflicting pain on others, but what, what about the pain that you're inflicting on yourself, right? It's funny because these people don't seem to realize when they're so deep in it, when they're so deep into the vegan starvation, they don't realize that they're actually inflicting all this suffering on themselves. They're inflicting this suffering on themselves. And then projecting all over, oh, the suffering, we have to stop the suffering, we have to stop the suffering. Your suffering is not because you're not vegan. Your suffering is because you reject the truth and you reject God. You embrace this nonsense idea that all the religions are just the same, man. We could just take pieces of here and there and we all just make up the truth and we're all God and we're all one. This is why you're miserable. This is why you're seeking. You're not seeking enlightenment through diet. You're never gonna achieve transcendence, true transcendence through diet. The only way we can transcend all this stuff in this fallen world, first of all, we have to have proper theology and understand that there is a fall. The world is fallen and there's no salvation in worldly things like diet or politics. We're not gonna save ourselves with this. And so until, people, until we reject this nonsense, until we reject this ecumenism, until we reject monism, and animism, and all this bullshit that gets pushed on us through the new age, until we reject this and embrace the truth and embrace God, then we just keep on going in circles. We just keep chasing our tail. And a lot of the people watching this right now are very lucky they didn't end up this far down the road. I saw people who took this route really far and ended up in madness, alone, broken, psychologically broken in their relationships with their families and friends. It's sad. It's really, really sad. But it's not necessary. And that's why we do what we do. This is why we promote good values. This is why we promote the truth. This is why we're here doing the work we do. Not here just to make fun of these people. Yeah, it's fun to have a laugh. It's fun to have a little laugh at the goofiness that's out there. But you know what we do? We hope that these people, we hope that these people will get saved. We pray that they'll repent. Because the world's going to keep getting crazier and crazier and stupider and stupider as more people fall into this nonsense. This right here, this version of spirituality that we're looking at today, the last three and a half hours or three hours or whatever we've done, this is the root issue. This is the root problem that we're dealing with. You know, that was actually, it was heartbreaking to acknowledge that. I mm -hmm. cried so much just from realizing this is what I have been causing and I'm continuing to cause onto others. Yeah, and for those of you who didn't make the connection yet, it's, it's a fact that eating animal product is contributing to the suffering of the animals. Oh, eating animal product. So this assumption that suffering is bad as well, right? This idea that suffering, animals suffer. I don't like suffering. Suffering's bad. I don't want to have suffering. Therefore, if I don't eat animals, and we'll get rid of all suffering. Ban suffering. We have to ban suffering now. Suffering is... Why assume that suffering is bad? What is suffering? What the hell is suffering? I know in orthodoxy, we don't believe that suffering happens just because we're humans and we were born so terrible and bad. You have to look at the things that we experience in the world. We have to look at the fall. We have to consider proper theology, proper anthropology and history. And you need to understand the fall to understand the place of suffering. Now, suffering is bad, these people say, but their mother had to suffer the pains of childbirth to give birth to them so that they could experience this and live. 
A lot of these people that come from this Eastern viewpoint where they believe, oh, it's all just the same, we're all one, but then they believe that suffering is ubiquitous, so they believe everything is suffering, but they wanna get rid of suffering, so they wanna get rid of existence. The Buddhists say that life is suffering. And then these Western Buddhists say, we must get rid of all suffering. We must end the suffering of all beings. Jay Dyer says the papacy promotes all the nonsense Tristan's calling out LOL. Exactly. The papacy promotes this. Uh, we've got Pachamama Pope. Pachamama Pope absolutely destroying, destroying the faith of a lot of the Catholics in South America. A lot of, Catholic, a lot of Roman Catholics in South America are leaving the church. They're leaving the Roman Catholic Church and they're losing faith in it, but this is by design. This is drawing us into this one world religion, to this one world system where we're all one. The AI is gonna figure it out. Scientism. Why is suffering bad, right? Jay bringing it back home, why is suffering bad? Why is it bad? Does anybody live without suffering, vegans, who wanna get rid of suffering? Yeah, let's go back. It's, it's a fact that eating animal product is contributing to the suffering of the animals. We are actually paying our money for animal factory farm, or even in the best case scenario, even if the animal is coming from a grass feed fields, it still had to go through a slaughterhouse, which is very painful and traumatic for all animals. And they have to go through a lot of separation and pain and trauma. And all of those things is like happening because our Dietary choices. Maybe. <laughs> it's all happening. All the suffering is because of our diet. The leap to a plant-based diet has a lot to do with the ability to see our own shadow, the ability mm. to acknowledge our darkness, because if we only want to see ourselves as good, we can never look at that. We can mm. never see how our lifestyle choices might be impacting others. And even if you make that leap to veganism from so-called selfish reasons, for example, wanting to improve your own health, I see that still coming from a place of increasing your awareness because it's an act of self-love. Self-love. It always goes back to this. You have to love yourself. Love yourself. And there's no talk of... There's no talk of humility, right? There's no real humility in this. Oh, you just gotta love yourself. You can't even have like a proper concept of humility without God. These people, they, they want to deny God and then talk about spirituality. It's, it's so freaking weird. It's so strange to me. And, you know, the spiritual path is all about learning to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. So whether it's... Why? Why is the spiritual path all about learning to love yourself? To, to me, that, sound, that sounds completely wrong. Right? And I'm not saying, don't, don't look to me for all the answers on spirituality. Don't look to me as some you know, great, perfect, shining example of what it is to be a Christian, what it is to be orthodox. I'm learning every day. We make mistakes every single day. And I am far from perfect. But it's like this whole self-love thing. Self-love. Like I said, the times when I was the most lost in my life were the times when I had the most self-love. And some of the moments that were the most important for me actually turning myself around is realizing that that was freaking delusional. And that self-love is idolatry. That doesn't mean we don't care for ourselves. That doesn't mean that we don't try and make ourselves better, but idolizing the self, oh, myself, I am everything, ah. 
That it to me it's just it, it seems so it seems so counterintuitive. It seems so counterintuitive. I don't know. It's all about learning to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. So whether it's doing it for the others, for loving the other, or loving yourself, it's just two sides of the same coin. So the way I see veganism <laughs> is active responsibility. Feeling and seeing how my action, my behavior is contributing to the well-being of the world or damaging the world. And taking the action that's in my capacity, what feels self-loving to me, to help the world be a better place. Mm. Yeah, a whole. And in the case of when we... <laughs> a whole, a whole, oh man. That's one of them drum circle sayings. A whole. Everybody feel the spirit of the ancestors. The spirit of Pachamama, the spirit of Father Sky, all feel the spirit of Mama Earth, of Pachamama, washing over you and through you, and take a deep breath and let's all say, Aho! Everybody say, I am Aho! Remember that the only true statement is, I am. So after this, I want you all to say I am together with me in unison. And after you say I am, we will say the word aho. I am aho. I am aho. I am aho. All right. Um, we got Bear Roots Farmer. Nice, big, fat super chat. Bear Roots Farmer is almost catching up to Jay for the most generous super chat of the night let's see tied he tied jay for the least bigoted viewer bear roots farmer i appreciate that man i see you i see you up in the chat regularly what are you farming what are you farming what are you growing it says uh the truth will set you free another quote for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth keep preaching orthodoxy Thank you, man. I appreciate the super chat. Appreciate the support. And I'll do my best. You know, I mean, I, uh, yeah. We will continue to do what we're doing. Um, it's really us owning our role as the creator of our own life that we know that we can direct mm -hmm. our own lives. And there's so many people moving from this space of doing it for health reasons to when they start to become aware that this body is connected to other beings. Then it starts to be like, oh, actually, I can see that other, any other beings are suffering because of that. And then making the connection and kind of like shifting to the uh, more like the um, uh, environmental part or the ethical part. We really Why do we suffer? Why do we suffer? What is suffering? Why is suffering bad? You know, what place does suffering have in the universe and the cosmos? What does it mean? Why do we suffer? These people assume that suffering is so bad, that it's so bad. But why? We see it as a kind. We suffer because we reject the truth. We suffer because we reject God. We suffer because we sin. We suffer because we do wrong. Kind of a stepping stone towards a level of spiritual maturity. And it's also about being willing to feel uncomfortable 
for yeah. the sake of doing what feels right, what is in uh, you know our integrity. Because it is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? Your whole social Remember. circle will be like, what, is, what this? is this doing? Like trying to make you doubt yourself. Make a jokes, put you down, criticize your choices. And it might be difficult and challenging also like emotionally and physically, mm. figuring out what to eat, how to replace the old foods. Yeah, old habits with new habits. Yeah. All this thing can be challenging, but it kind of like brings you more an in integrity of what's actually like alive and like authentic and new. Mm. And there is another misconception that if you are eating vegan, that ultimately you are more spiritual than others, which I completely disagree. And you might also meet some of those annoying vegans that you hate veganism, you hate vegans just because of their action and because of their behavior, Attitude. attitudes. So I just want to make it sure that being vegan doesn't necessarily make you more spiritual. Yeah, and this is the case, especially when it's coming from a place of ego, where we want to make ourselves the good guy, which mm -hmm. automatically yeah. makes Others someone else bad. bad. Yeah. So this doesn't actually create more unity or more... Unity, more unity. We have to move towards unity. You can't paint anybody else as bad or yourself as good, but weren't you just saying that suffering is bad? And that we need to end suffering? All right, very hypocritical. Just, it's kind of typical meandering. Let's jump forward a little bit. Typical meandering, pseudo, um, pseudo Hindu, monist nonsense. Or to their body, they will not make a choices that animal part of their mother. They could the... feel it. Yeah, you know, they, they could feel, feel how it in it the body. Like literally, when you eat foods that harms others, it harms you because yeah. you are one and the same. You can't see it very easily in the physical form. But it makes sense that then energetically it creates disease, it creates discomfort in your physical body. <laughs> so how I see it is that a lot of spiritual practices cultivate a lot of the male polarity, which is kind of like the conscious aware self that is uh, cultivating focus. <laughs> and this can be, we all need this to create anything in, the li in our lives, <laughs> you know, it's super important. But when it's disconnected and only we focus on that, um, it can be completely disconnected from the body and the emotions and the feeling, mm -hmm. feeling others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like selective identification, which is quite harmful actually, and against integration, yeah. which we see like the world is going to integrate and those gurus are kind of like more to identify with the specific spiritual practice. Yeah, exactly. And in my perspective, most of the spiritual teachers who are actually helping the world, like look at Osho, look at Thiel Swan, look at... Um, and then the Morty, for example. Like, <laughs> Osho. <laughs> Osho. We must look to Osho. All right, let's come over here to the chat. All right, let's calm it down in the, calm it down in the chat. All right, calm it down in the chat. Declara, Jay Zamad, go argue with Jay. Go, go to his Discord. Go, if, you want to, uh, if you want to kind of duke it out with Jay, hit up his Discord. That's kind of off topic there. I'm trying to find... If you suffer without asking God's forgiveness, that's true suffering. You will never know peace, said radical Greek. Well, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Uh, just tuning in for the fourth time now in a row, I've been unsubscribed from Tristan. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. I've given up on, on even you know trying to grow the YouTube channel, but hey... Like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, and see if that bell icon and subscribe button are still hit tomorrow. Uh, we've, had, we've had issues with the algorithm on YouTube since the end of 2019 when we got hit really hard. Very, very hard. Um, 
All right, so, yep. So you guys, resting bitch face, if you want to debate with Jay or something, do, do it somewhere else. No, quit fighting in the chat. I don't know what this has to do with the stream that we're doing here, but keep it on topic. Keep it on topic. Alex Paris says, not all suffering is good, but is all suffering bad? Why is suffering bad? Why? Why is suffering bad? Por qué? All right. We're done with this one. We're done with this video. Spiritual benefits of being vegan. Sundal Roy. Vegan Nation is... I don't know how this... Vegan coin. It must be for a different one. There's... We just... We got too many. There are too many. But it's been like three hours already. I got to get off this stream. Maybe we'll do another one. We'll, we'll do another spiritual vegan um, spiritual vegan stream maybe in a few weeks, maybe next month because there's always this stuff popping up. Stuff's always popping up. It's always popping up. Declara. It seems like you got a real issue with Jay. It sounds like you're a trad Catholic. Um, you don't like that Jay is... You say he's bashing trad Catholics, but what I've seen Jay do for the last few years... A lot of very effective apologetics showing why the trads are incorrect and showing why orthodoxy is correct. So, I mean, I, I don't know. That's, that's my interpretation of it. Um, quit fighting the chat about it. Go talk to Jay. Go get in Jay's server. Hit up Jay's Discord server. You can talk about it. You know, the Roman, the, the Roman Catholicism is, it's, it's really, really declining over here. Caleb Manuel, what's up, dude? Christopher Cunningham. Christopher Cunningham, Grim, Wrestling Bitch Face, Christ Fulfilling Prophecy. What's up, everybody? Let me come over here and read some super chats. Got any super chats? Best way to super chat, remember, Streamlabs. The Streamlabs link. Send them super chats to the Streamlabs link right there. If you got questions, if you got just a funny statement you want me to read, that's the best way to do it. All right, we got another super chat. Flying Virtue sends 15 bucks. Just some money for the mixtape. There you go. Flying Virtue knows what's up. We're about to drop that mixtape. What's it going to, what should we call it? The Lil AIDS mixtape? Should we do, should it be Lil AIDS Young Booma collab mixtape? Should me and Jay, we need, we need a producer though. We need Young Virus to step up. Young Virus, step up, produce Young Boomer and Lil AIDS mixtape. Got it. We need it. <laughs> Thanks for that. That 15 bucks will be used for the production of our mixtape. And that's going to be coming soon. We can do, we do, we have to do like a vegan spiritual rap track. I have to do one of them. We could do a, we got to do a, a young boomer diss track. <laughs> All right, we got. We got a funny fight. Just quit, quit bitching in the chat at each other. Fight somewhere else. Battle it out somewhere else. <laughs> All right. You know, so the, the thing about the internet, the thing about the internet is that no matter where you go, you're going to find some people that are real pissed off and unhappy about what you're saying and what you're doing. And no matter where you go, you're going to get some, if you're me, no matter where you go, you're going to get some pissed off vegans saying the cliche things in your chat. Bald man bad. Bald man bad. 
Man, we had we had grumpy grumpy vegan granddad in the chat earlier. We get a uh, we get to look forward to a possible debate with grumpy vegan uh, vegan granddad. So um, that's coming up soon. Maybe maybe Paul Bashir will finally step up and debate. He pushed that a long time ago. We'll see about that. Maybe Joe Car Joey Carstrong come around for a debate soon. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we have coming up. We'll do a stream with Jay on this channel this week. We'll do another stream on Jay's channel. Talk about some movies. Um, and I'm trying to think what else we got going on. We've got... Let's see. We're going to have our next coaching call in our membership section. Our next coaching call in our members forum, our private members forum, is going to be on... Let me look. Let me actually check here. Next... One, I think it's Wednesday. But let me just make sure. No, Monday. That's tomorrow. There we go. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to do our next coaching call. If you want help from us, you want support from us, and you want to support the work we do here, become a member at primalnowledgehealth.com slash membership. There's a link down below in the description. Become a member at primalnowledgehealth.com slash membership. And what else? Let me see. Let me see what else here. Let me see what else. We, uh, here we go. I was forgetting to plug this one. I always forget to plug this one. If you want to heal yourself from the disease of veganism, there is a cure. And there's animal foods. <laughs> the carnivore cookbook, zero carb recipes for people who really love animals. You got that at primaledgehealth.com, Jessica's book. It is a beautiful book. We show you how to make nose-to-tail delicious, good quality animal foods. Which is what you should keep your fridge stocked with if you want to be healthy. If you want to be able to survive through this madness, all these physical assaults on our health, it is important that you properly nourish yourself. Putting yourself on a sterilization vegan diet is not going to be beneficial to you and your family long term. Focus on the quality animal foods. Make the base of your diet good quality animal foods. Get enough of the good quality of protein and fat from animals. And you're not going to care about the other stuff so much, right? Eat the cakes, stip, skip the steaks. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Eat the steaks, skip the cakes. I can't even talk because I've been talking for three and a half hours now. <laughs> steaks over cakes. Check out the carnivore cookbook. There's a link in the description below. And, all right. So yeah, we're gonna wrap it up, guys. You'd gaslighting me into skipping steaks. <laughs> Sorry, Sideshow Bob. Sorry, I put that sentence on autopilot. And it got rearranged. So yeah, uh, we got more streams to come. Probably do Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not gonna do tomorrow. I did two days in a row, didn't I? Did I do stream yesterday? No, I think I did Friday. I don't know, all the days are blending into one, aren't they? They're all blending into one. But we got a lot of exciting stuff to come. A lot of good stuff to come on the channel here. I want to thank the mods. Jay Dyer up in the chat. Okay. Thanks for modding it. Thank you guys for the super chats. Josco Kraken. My brother Chase. Bear Roots Farmer. Who else? DB. Jay Dyer, of course. With some of the fattest super chats of the stream. Gurtej Rana. Actually, Gurtej Rana won with that 20 pounds super chat. I think those pounds are higher than the dollars are right now. Gertes Rana, the least bigoted member of the chat today. Veganphobic chat, thanks for the super chat, dude. Check out Veganphobic's channel, Zyklon Be Still No God. Uh, Tommy Kelly, thank you for the super chat. Check out Tommy Kelly's channel. Um, make sure to find Jay's OnlyFans. 
Check out Jay on OnlyFans. Um, check out Vegan Gain's wife on OnlyFans. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I'm out of here, guys. It's been very nice. It's been so nice hanging out with you guys and learning all about how to be a good global citizen and a good spiritual vegan. Uh, but I'm out of here. We'll do this again soon. Thanks for the super chats. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the mods. I'll see you guys next time. Later, everybody. Turn any day into a party with amazing cocktails made with Stella Rosa wines. Like the tropical Stella Rosa Rita. Mix Stella Rosa pineapple with orange liqueur, tequila, guava juice, and lime juice. Shake what your mama gave you. Then pour over ice and enjoy. Mmm. Find more delicious drink recipes at StellaRosaWines.com slash cocktails. Celebrate. Stella Rosa. Celebrate responsibly.